Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Open the seal! Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. The dark wraiths reside in a dark void called the Abyss. But the Abyss is no place for ordinary mortals. Although, long ago, the knight Artorius traversed the Abyss, if you can find him and learn from him, the Abyss may prove surmountable. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. My name is Brayton Cameron. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat, an undead favorite. And this week we are talking about Darkroot Basin and the new Londo ruins. And as you heard, we are joined by Brayton Cameron. Brayton, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm really excited about it. Yes, yes, we are. We, we, we are on a pod together for the first time. Uh, you will know Brayton from The Pitch, which is another show on the network. Brayton, tell us, tell us a little bit, little bit about your work there. Uh, well, Gary and I pretend to be these amazing uh, industrial magnates, oh, you're being but, which humble. isn't too far of you're a being, stretch. You're being humble. Pretend. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and we come up with everyday solutions for everyday problems um, and usually with disastrous results. <laughs> never day solutions for everyday problems or yeah. never yeah, everyday solutions for everyday problems. <laughs> the pitch. <laughs> there's a i think there's one episode in particular where we actually invent a problem for us to then solve <laughs> i i think that happens a lot though i i like that that's pretty you know pretty pretty frequent like from the from the days of the shave cave oh yes that's yeah. true but it's 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 funny because because what you guys do on there aligns so much with my actual job that I just I take I take such I take such pleasure in in the in the in the problem solution uh, model that you guys have uh, have have really harnessed for your your for your prosperity. I would say it's ordinary solutions for extraordinary problems. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Think about yeah. it that way. Thanks. But you guys, you, you know, you 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 guys can workshop that. You're the sloganeers. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about Dark Souls. Thank you so much, Brayton. Mm. Yeah, and, and just full full disclosure, me and Brayton are buddies, so we're going to say a lot of dumb shit uh, <laughs> back and forth between each other. He's one of my, my best friends from back home, and it's always a pleasure to uh, to talk to him. I will I will fade into the background more than normal. <laughs> Gary and I, <laughs> I wasn't trying to cow you. No, I know that. <laughs> I to, like, <laughs> I'm just trying to sow discontent. Yeah, and Gary and I sunburned a lot for this because I'm a total noob, as you'll see. Um, and it, so um, it was a little unfortunate that we didn't play these two parts together because we usually sing songs as we make, <laughs> as we go through. So we don't have like New Londo Ruin or Dark Root Basin songs, which is a little sad. Yeah. yeah, hopefully we can come up with something during the episode. Mm. Um, I don't know if they ended up on the episode, but the... The the big ones that we had were for Sen's Fortress. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, the snake in the way through the world today snakes everything you got. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a snake without a plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say snake rattle and roll, but I think that was an SNES game. That's an NES game. Ah, okay. It cool. was. By Rare. The hated Rare. <laughs> My least favorite video game company. Not really, but. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, so what did we do? Uh, what did we do last last time? Last episode, we were given a doll, and we had to fight our way out of an ostensibly peaceful prison world hidden in a painting in An Orlando. Uh, free from our bonds, we placed the Lord Vessel, or we didn't, depends really on what you're uh, mm-hmm. choosing to do, um, and ventured back into the forest. Yep, and and one thing, just kind of a point of of order, um, we're considering the basin to also include the entire area with the forest hunters and Sif. Yes. So even though that doesn't have a title card for it, since at the time we talked about Darkroot, that would have been a major sequence break and difficulty jump, and it's hidden behind a literal gate. Um, we're just kind of uh, gerrymandering around Darkroot yeah. um, in order to, to make it fit better with the show. Mm-hmm. So the basin proper is just the lake with the hydra in it, and then you climb back up into the garden. But uh, uh, that, that is that is a, a less confusing way to do it than to actually just like, okay, everything Darkroot, let's do it. Mm. So, <clears throat> Brayden, did you end up uh, making any? Is this the first time you went through the uh, Artorias door um, for this, I or did, did you I end went, up poking I, around there beforehand? No, I actually poked around uh, to be less of a noob. I joined the uh, like Dark Hunter Covenant today and messed around actually. Oh, how how what were your experiences? My my understanding when that when it comes to PvP with that is that it's a real shit show. Like it's just like a lot yeah. of like three on ones and you know every level. Can, I mean, we'll talk about it at length, but. It, it's not like a place for balanced PvP. No, not at all. And that's what kind of uh, appeals to me because I'm really terrible at this game. So, like, it's me and another dude trying to fight someone who's probably not as good as the other dude. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> we eventually get, like, a couple snipes in and then stab him. And I think every time I beat someone, which was only, like, four times, uh, I got indicted. So that was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, shame on them. If you're listening. Yeah. And the the other thing that was weird is that I would, uh, a couple of times when I was summoned, there was already someone there who was a uh, red spirit. So they were, you know, invaded on purpose. And uh, and then they would attack me. It was really interesting. Yeah. It, it's a real cross culture. It's, it's, it's the melting pot. It's like Eddie Murphy's coming to America um, <laughs> in, in Dark Souls form. Yeah. Like all cultures come to uh, Dark Root. And yeah. all covenants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Everyone this is, is this is our, this is our first real kind of like PvP, you know, centered episode. I mean, we're, we've got plans here pretty soon, uh, maybe even in this appendix. Who knows? Um, to talk about, uh, you know, talk at length about PvP with somebody who knows much more than we do about it. But uh, we're going to be introduced to two covenants uh, that are kind of the primary PvP uh, covenants in the game. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes total sense to talk about it now because when you first go into this this area, um, there's some kind of you know those instances where the game is emulating the PvP experience. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I which I I love all of those. Um, we we you know because we're pretentious, we come up with a thesis statement for all the areas. And uh, Cole came up with this one for Darkroot, and I I'm you know I'm with him on this. Is that uh, there's also danger in wide open spaces. So it's not just the narrow corridors of Sens or the, uh, you know, the narrow walkways of the uh, the Painting Guardian Chapel. Also, wide open spaces are very, very dangerous in both areas that we're going to be covering. Right. Dark root flavored. Yeah. So this is kind of a weird area because I don't know of another another area in the game that has as many points of ingress or egress. Um, also, mm. plenty of egrets. Uh, just they're everywhere <laughs> chirping up a storm so little many. guys so many egrets <laughs> um no no but you can get in here from uh from the berg from the uh from drake's from the parish um and then from the garden itself 
Uh, so it's uh, it's pretty confusing to talk about like a linear path through it. This is this is definitely wide open in more ways than one. Right, and and it's the path to the DLC. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's I mean it's it's literally you know it, it, literally it's 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 the crossroads you know of. of yeah. uh, of Dark Souls. Much more so than the, the, than Drake's, which I'm realizing is more is incredibly limited. Yeah, that, that's a right. that's a hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's really easy to get. You're out in these open spaces, and there isn't really a marker for you to direct yourself. It's dark everywhere, um, and there's not really the landmarks you're used to. You know, when even in your in other situations when you're kind of more in the open, you can't follow a wall or you can't. You know, find a statue and be the, and orient yourself when you're in that that wooded area. I might go so far as to say that this is probably the ugliest area in the game, um, hmm. just from a technical standpoint, because the textures are all pretty muddy and kind of samey. And without those architectural landmarks, it's really really hard to orient yourself. And you're spending a lot of time looking at vaguely green and brown, you know, walls and rocks with maybe some yeah. trees. Other than the actual, I would agree with you. Other than the actual waterfall. And stuff, oh, which is kind yes. of like a nice set piece, yes. um, and then the bridges and ladders kind of around that. Mm-hmm. It also the, the fact that this is there's not that much to this graphically matches how there's the the lore for this area for the most part, other than the kind of PvP stuff, is all hidden behind the DLC gate. Yeah. So like knowing most of the significance of this area doesn't happen until you know later in the game. Right now, it just looks like you know ruins of a civilization outside of uh, you know or on the the outskirts. Yeah. Of uh, Lordran. You get a pretty good hint of like what the significance of the area is like at the end after you beat mm-hmm. uh, Sif. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it definitely isn't isn't fleshed out until you get to the DLC. Uh, from what I understand, the DLC was originally intended to be part of the game. And, and I, I'm not sure if it was supposed to be, um, you know, time shifted like it was or if, uh, you know, they, they, they wanted it to be hinted that this is the ruins of Ulysseal, allegedly. Yeah. And I think that's part of why the DLC is so good. Yeah. Is because it's not an afterthought. Yeah, I I'd, I'd buy that a lot of that stuff was planned. Yeah. So. So yeah, um, you know, kind of with the multiple egrets, it's uh, you know, I suggested the canonical way is getting in from the parish because that's kind of the way that that you would find accidentally. Um, right, or getting with, in from yeah. from dark root. And just to be clear, clear, like we're not talking about the forest hunter area. We're talking about the down to the lake. Yes, we're talking down into the basin right. itself. So yeah, both 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 the uh, but both Drakes and uh, um, the parish will put you in roughly the same area, which is at the side of this uh, hill that leads up to the parish itself um, and, and the gardens there. So you're kind of doubling back on these switchbacks. And there's a there, there there's a halberd black knight who is a real son of a bitch to fight because the footing is so treacherous. What, something that's interesting since I've gotten into kind of watching uh, speedruns is this is the um, one of the earliest, if not the earliest, uh, Black Knight you can run into by going through the, the Drakes. And uh, Black Knight uh, Halberd speedruns is like a class of common speedrun where you go down here and you fight this guy until he drops a Halberd. And then if he doesn't, you restart your speedrun. And then once you get that, that's the basis of your, your speedrun. Huh. Like, why would that be the basis of a speedrun? Just kind of like, okay, this is the this is the most powerful weapon you can get quickly. You can get it really quick. Like the other, to put it in context, like so, the other two really popular uh, methods of speedrun are uh, pyromancy, because you can get that right from the beginning of the game and power that up very quickly, or uh, the Grave Lord Servant Sword. Oh yeah, um, yeah. which you can also get really quickly. Right. So I suppose that makes I, I suppose that makes some sense. The the the, the halberds I've never been too fond of in the game. I like 
halberds. Whenever I pl- uh, play D and D, I tend to do a polearm kind of guy. The move sets never sat right with me, unfortunately. So, yeah, no. yeah. I, I had a character that I was sunbrowing with Brayton with that I was you know dedicated to using a, a halberd with, and that I ultimately end up retiring in favor of my uh, my two hander guy. Yeah, because I, I agree with you. Like, it, I mean, it's it's powerful. And it's well respected, and and you know, it's objectively a powerful weapon and it's a moveset that a lot of people like, but I'm not a big fan. Right. I never used one. Oh. What, uh, mm. what character did you, are you bringing through on this? Is this the character with a uh, Quillog's fury it's, sword? Yeah, it's my deck space character. It's the thief. It was my starting class. And then I have the Quillog's fury sword and the uh, black knight shield. Mm-hmm. And the uh, black bow of Ferris that I, I leveled up to 15, which is great. Oh wow! Yeah, that that's very similar to my first uh, my first playthrough of the game. I yeah. used those same weapons. I just wasn't uh, I wasn't doing light rolls. I was doing medium rolls, but yeah. very similar. Yeah. In the, well, uh, I took the fap ring right away because I was having so much trouble at the beginning of the game. I just you know killed killed Montrax so that I could get a, sl- <laughs> a small advantage. So mm-hmm. yeah, without that, I'd probably be medium rolling too. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I did something I, I don't normally do in this, and um, I so I, I'm dark wraithing on this character now. Like mm-hmm. I, I I did the uh, I did New Londo um, before I did the Lord Vessel and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's actually not that uh, um, you know it's it's weird for me because I've never I've never really done that on like a main character before somebody who wasn't level one um but uh i i got a man serpent great sword which is one of the few rare weapons i'm ever blessed to get and i got that <laughs> up to uh fire plus five um which is uh helping me out nicely in addition to my uh Zvihander. so yeah mm-hmm. yeah on, on the subject of, of rare items cole i wanted to let you know that i spent about an hour yesterday just trying to get a balder side sword so that i could have one and i did not get <laughs> he's breaking the streak yes. of guests who have not got one because <laughs> okay. pretty much everyone we've yeah. had on the show has one except for you Cole. <laughs> so <laughs> you're gonna get one the next time you do a strength character oh okay yeah like my, my strength character has like four of them because i was farm- <laughs> just i was farming for a for a hollow soldier waist cloth it <laughs> just got like tons of baller side swords makes no sense yeah i've got four of them they're just the legs on my table now yeah <laughs> yeah baller side table Baller end table. Um, yeah. yeah. The, uh, you got a, you got a note here too, like just past that halberd or just in front of them, we run into a crystal lizard and I don't think we have talked about these guys yet. It might be the first one that you run into. They're really a big deal in the, uh, in the great hollow, but they show yeah. up every once in a while. The tower on the way to the Taurus demon. Oh yeah. The one, but I, I think, I don't know if we actually talked about that one. I remember us calling them Titanite pinatas. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so we have talked about them. Apparently, they're they're, they're less frustrating than the, than the ones in Demon Souls. Oh God, I can't yeah. wait to talk to you about that fucking mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's gonna it's it gonna drive you goddamn up the wall. Yeah. <laughs> these uh, these respawn. So, well, it's not even that they respawn. Just imagine, like Demon Souls has uh, two to three times as many upgrade paths. Okay. So and the 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 lizards that give you the materials to upgrade those things are only found in certain areas and they don't respawn. Mm. So like you if you know what you're doing, you can get ample chances to get the stuff you need. Right. If uh, if you don't, it's pretty easy to fuck yourself out of. And that's only if you're super spurging out and you're like, I need a plus 15, you know, uh, sharp weapon. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if you just go with what the game's kind of suggesting, it's fine. But if you're trying to build for something specific, it's a lot harder. OK. Yeah. Yeah. 
But just you win here, uh, just whip out your crossbow and just go nuts on them or your plus 15 black bow affairs. Whatever. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, you make your way down to one of the most terrifying views in the game. <laughs> yeah, the hydra from, from the distance. Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is a, a a rare boss that like so one you don't get to see that many bosses before you fight them. Mm-hmm. Like it does happen sometimes. So this is the one you could observe from a distance because he's kind of he's a mini boss. Like he's not a, a total boss. He's also like this is you know one of the easiest if not the easiest boss in the game. But the run up to him is really difficult, and it's kind of like an inversion of traditional bosses. Right. So like I would the first time I fought him before I kind of knew the tricks. I would die trying to get to him all the time. Right. If I got past that part, though, it was it was cake for the most part. Yeah. The trick to getting up to him is to do a serpentine run and just kind of like lead his shots. That's what I found anyway. Uh, is there a better way to do it? If you stand behind the crystal golems, he'll actually kill them for you. And then you can just run up slowly that way. Mm, yep. Yeah. You, you can also, if you hug the uh, the left wall and go up on that little kind of plateau... Go as far as you can there, and if you time it, like he fires a shot, then if you run straight to him, the shot will go over your head. Okay. You're close enough to where he can't. He doesn't have that much, you know, vertical aiming. Yeah. Um, and then and then you and then you're essentially set, right? Like once you once you get up to him, but it's really intimidating. And I died a lot on this boss, which is for a boss that's easy. You know, it just it took me a long time to figure it out. I was also coming from the other way, which is the bottom of Havel's Tower. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's a, kind of a harder run-up to him. Right, know, because it, it puts you on the vulnerable sure. side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I so I have not died to the Hydra itself nearly as much as I've died to falling off of that fucking arbitrary shelf that surrounds it. Mm. Yeah, so apparently there's, like, a continental yeah. divide, like, right there in the middle of this lake. And uh, it, it, it's there's you have roughly make I think maybe like three four feet of purchase between like okay the hydra is going to be shooting water balls at you and just falling into the abyss. <laughs> yeah. the, like the thing with that though, and and you I'm sure you figured this out by now, so I'm not trying to condescend to you, but it's just kind of a pro tip: is you have all the time in the world to figure out where you can stand. Like once you're there, you can block him for the rest of your life. Well, yeah, you know he he does not break poise very easily. If you have a shield that blocks 100 percent physical. You can, you know, tap a rubber band around your controller and go make dinner <laughs> and you'll be fine. Like, I mean, actually, that'll push you back into the area where uh, he shoots water. But right. you have a really long time. So you can really take your time with this boss. And what I find is that in, in now that I, I the tear is kind of removed, it's really boring because I can get down all his heads until you get down to the one last idiot head <laughs> that just keeps. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just like going way off, like and just kind of diving <laughs> to the side like not even close you. and you can't and uh, i tried chasing it for a long time when i was fighting it and he, his body just keeps shifting and <laughs> yeah. the head keeps going exactly far enough away that i can't hit it <laughs> you call it you call it an idiot head but it's a survivor yeah, yeah i switched <laughs> yeah. to the wing spear to try to get more range on it and that didn't work i ended up just shooting him with arrows until he died at the end yeah yeah you don't have to knock off any of his heads which is kind of interesting. Like you can do damage to him and he can die with all his heads if you just shoot his body enough. But the problem is having the range to do that is really difficult at this point. It's uh, it's one of the most visually gratifying boss fights though for, for as boring and predictable as it ends up being just kind of like, Oh, it just, it has two States uh, attack and not attack. And yeah. when it attacks, you can, you can attack it. It's tactically really dull, but the fact that you're cutting them off and the bloody stumps are just kind of waggling there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty fucking badass. That's like metal cover. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a shame that they use it twice. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of things that are a shame about Ash Lake. Yeah. But, uh, hmm. But yeah, you just kind of do enough enough damage to this guy. Traditionally, by blocking, and then when his heads land near you, running up and cutting them. If you have the rust iron ring, that's a lot easier. You don't need it though. Right. Um, there's some right. weird clipping things where he throws his head into mountains like multiple mm-hmm. times that can make him difficult to hit as well. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and if if, if any uh, uh, crystal golems are alive from your run up, they'll come down and kind of complicate things for you. Uh, yeah. That tends to happen to me, happen to me more often than not. Hmm. Um, but, there's only a few of them it's just it's a pain in the ass to be diligent yeah. like if you're if you're fighting them you can't focus on blocking the guy and you know i'm rolling shieldless on this round so it's been difficult <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to say the yeah. least so yeah yeah um i haven't i haven't done this one on my shieldless guy yet yeah fought this boss so yeah, yeah. So, so I guess that that might be why I'm frustrated uh by uh the distance is because I find myself like you know luring him out and then like backing away just far enough and then trying to get back in keeping that distance especially as he ro- especially as he rotates or like being able to judge that distance it's very difficult because of the scale of the thing what uh, just a, I, I wonder how much difference there is in this like when you block with your two-handed weapon what kind of damage are you taking from this i haven't updated my vitality at all it probably takes out maybe about like a sixth to maybe a quarter okay on a hit something like that yeah because, yeah, and that's something, I wonder if that's different. Like, I wonder if there's a two-handed weapon that is, I'm sure there is, that's better for actually blocking. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't paid too much attention to, like, what the physical block on a, on, on, on different swords is, though. Because, mm. like, I, I just hold down the block button out of habit now. Me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, it doesn't hurt anything. It just, yeah. It harms your visibility. Like, you're running around with your sword flat in front of your face, like yeah, a moron. Like, I, I mean, it looks really, really dumb. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Huh. This might be a real challenge for me once I get there, even though I've gotten to the point where I have 40 endurance and 40 strength so I can start leveling up vitality. Oh yeah. And, and that's been going up. So yeah. Um, behind the Hydra, there is kind of one of the more interesting things. This is the aforementioned gate to the DLC. There's this, uh, golden crystal golem, uh, who before the DLC, you could fight him and then it would, uh, um, you know, free dusk of Ulysseal. And uh, she would sell you, uh, 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 not pyromancy, sorceries from Ulysseal, which are these awesome illusion and light-based uh, spells. They're, they're, they're really cool. My understanding yeah, is had... it remains like this before the Lord Vessel, but after the Lord Vessel, it just opens up. It, like, it, 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 she just goes away, right? No, right. no, she's, she's well, she, she goes away once. I don't know if it's by the Lord Vessel or when you get the, um, the item, the broken pendant. Right. Like, well, you can go uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. You can go talk to her. You rescue her from the crystal golem, and she basically gives the speech about like, "Do you want to help me? Uh, you can summon me, and if you ever go back there, uh, she's gone. You can't summon her unless oh. you have the broken pendant, and then you get sucked into the DLC." Okay, well, which you, I you I did her a where mistake. The... <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did a mistake because I wanted. I just wanted to learn how to do proper bow. That's all. It wasn't a big deal. Her, her summon sign is weird, though. Like her summon sign is over by the Hydra, right? So she disappears. Like we're getting, we're gonna catch flack for this. So she disappears once you first talk to her. Sometimes her summon sign doesn't appear right away. You have to restart. It's over by the Hydra, and that's how you learn proper bow and get all of her her stuff. Oh, really? Um, I should yeah, do that but right away. 
All right, I, I gotta go, guys. If... I have to get right. to <laughs> I don't know if her sign then disappears, though, because she has plot stuff to go do in the DLC. I thought that's what you were referring to, Cole, but I never knew if, if that happens or what the trigger is. Because I, right. I honestly, like, I, if my sorcerer, I summoned her and bought all her stuff. Right. And then never talked to her again. Okay. So. Yeah, so the, the only times I've ever really encountered her have been, you know, prior to the DLC, like... After the DLC came out, it was just kind of like went back there and was like, oh, here's the portal where Manus grabs you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. But did you check the, the you... summon sign by the Hydra at that point? No, I did not. Okay. Um, that's what, that's do what I'm you have to be about. human to summon her? No, 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 you do not. Yeah. Which okay. it's a rarity in the game, actually. Her, um, her stuff is really interesting, too. So it's like I love one of the things I love about this game that's uh, unexplored and unexplained plot thing is the way that different lands have developed different kinds of magics. Right. So, like, when you get that uh, that black sorcerer set, it mentions, like, these are worn by the nefarious sound sorcerers of Venheim. And I'm just like, cool, sound sorcerers. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, all of her things, like, all the light and, and illusion-based spells, where it's like, these are the, the far-off lands of Lysiel. And the idea of each land kind of having its own magic tradition is one of the cooler, like, indirect storytelling bits. Right. In this game. that Like, there's really no, you know, it's it's pretty subtle and pretty pretty awesome. I mean, it extends to magic items too, because like all of the uh, the bite rings are from mm-hmm. uh, are from Kareem, you know. Yeah. So the, the way that areas not even in the game are personified by by stuff. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Her uh, her uh, catalyst is also if you're going to play a non sorcerer, or if you're going to play a sorcerer, her catalyst does not scale with intelligence, but is powerful enough to be the best thing to use. I think up until you get to twenty eight intelligence. Right. So it's a really good catalyst, and you just have to you just have to look real uh, pansy. <laughs> so if you're okay with this kind of like, you know, very delicate tree branch as your magic wand, um, yeah, get some good stuff. I haven't found a catalyst whose look I like more than the uh, the the tin crystallization, but or the tin banishment one, or do you mean the uh, the crystal one? I think the crystal one is what I mean. Logan's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think which which is Beatrice's is pretty rad. And then oh, the yeah. regular one is just a magic wand. So yeah. I can get behind that. It's all Harry Potter it. style. Yeah. But uh but yeah, that, that that's a whole thing. I think we'll talk more about it when we get to the uh, when we get to the DLC because like Dusk her whole situation is really interesting. Uh you mm. get to rescue a princess in the DLC which seems so I guess you've done video it before. Gamey. It seems yeah. so video gamey. Like we said all that about Guinevere. Yeah. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, in our princess. tradition. Good. Yeah, and you rescue a princess from the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that's I true. didn't even think about that. <laughs> that is true. Huh. Yeah, I mean, Toadstool is like the first person you meet. Yeah. <laughs> if only but some Drake showed up. Yeah. <laughs> if only some Drake showed up, then you could ride him around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be amazing. Like Dark Souls 2, and it's just like you riding on the back of a dragon, like fighting mushrooms. and. <laughs> um, <laughs> The uh, uh, when you talk to her, she does tell you a lot of stuff that is kind of hinted at, though, and and talks about um, you know, there's some of her dialogue, like you said, we'll talk about it more, so I don't want to talk about it too much, but uh, she's worth talking to. She has interesting dialogue about, right. about her. Now, it does she speak in you know kind of like old English as well, like kind of Shakespearean as well. That's more of like a more of like a Cobra or Colt forty five. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I yeah. apologize. No, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, a steel reserve. Yes. Yeah. She's got a steel reserve dialect. Yeah. She's got a steel because reserve stone plate. Proper ring. lady. She's steel reserved. <laughs> um, yeah. No. She. She. She does. She. She speaks in a in a strange in a strange dialect. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah. She says. Yeah. Warsh. Kind of, <laughs> she says warsh. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody from Michigan? Yep. Okay. <laughs> there we go. It's like Fargo. Re- regional, regional dialect jokes. Yeah. The, uh, uh, yeah, I think this is kind of like a, a, you know, if you do this in order, which I suppose you can do this part at any time when you're playing, but if you kind of do it in the order that you have presented, you kind of, you get to Anne Orlando and that's when you start getting introduced to people who speak in this kind of Shakespearean way. Well, you're After that, kind of... it's, it's Elvina and it's, and it's her, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't run into very many people though. So it's like the people you'd run out into at this point are like either like working class blacksmiths or mm-hmm. like law track. You know, well, I guess, I guess I'm wrong about that though. Cause there's crestfallen warrior and there's a couple other people. Right. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're running into society types. You know, like so, uh, society types, like you know, they they go around eating like toast triangles at parties or society. Yeah. Okay, dowagers, like you're running into the upper class. Oh yeah, you know, like yeah, the, like the civilized people. Where most of the people before this are either travelers from another area mm-hmm. or are kind of like are are low class like yeah. working men. Yeah, yeah, that 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 makes sense. Um, it's, it's worth noting she's been trapped in that crystal golem for a very, very long time, which means that, uh, Seath was probably around in the time of Ulysseal or maybe not. Yeah. Time is strange in, in Lordron. Yeah. I don't know when Seath captured her. Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, there's a big, long, uh, Metal Gear Solid three ladder next to that, uh, waterfall, which now <laughs> that I'm thinking about it is right, Gary, that is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. I, whenever I see a waterfall in a video game, I always try and get behind it. Me too. Yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I I structure my playthroughs of this game to avoid going up this ladder. You do? Like it's yeah, it's so boring. Like I don't want to go up it. I'll climb. I'll go down it a thousand times because it Game looks like slide. it's the most fun. Yeah, Whee! but the like, look at my little guy. He's having a great time. He got the, palm uh, burns. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm wearing gauntlets. These okay. brain gauntlets aren't just for show, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I do not. Uh, uh, I try not to climb up this ladder because it's yeah. slow. Yeah, I, I figure running up that or climbing up that ladder once is probably quicker than, you know, circling all the way back around. Or I guess you could homeward bone and then just kind of like make your way to the, um, you know, to the Artorias door. Because really yeah. that, that, that put like the Artorias door puts you as close as possible to Sith as you can get. Right. Yeah. The, the, well, the, this way is technically, you know, about as close if, it, if the ladder didn't take us forever. Yeah, but that requires so, you to go over through his fucking cats. So. But the cats don't respond. That's true, so, but yeah, I, so you, I don't you kill like the cats fighting once, even once. A, yeah, but if you fight them once, you don't. You never have to fight them again, as opposed to making your way through the forest oh, yeah. of, of Dungeon and Dragons characters. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I thought. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring it up if you didn't. Yeah, um, let's talk about the cats first, though. Yeah, these cats. Kind of, so they're feral yeah. versions of Alvina, right? Yeah, they're, they're somehow connected to her. They're like her her buddies, the same race. Yeah. Um, all micro Alvinas, they make, uh, uh, you know, they, they essentially just kind of cannonball themselves at you. Yeah. They saw it at the hedgehog. Yep. <laughs> they, they, they've got to go fast. They're not, they would be really hard to fight if they didn't have geography around them that essentially cages them in. Yeah. You know, like all you do is you wait for them to go up to the trees and then just poke them between the trees until they die. Yeah. You know, don't go to try to fight these guys in the open. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's kind of the uh, um, the, bo- the they remind me of the bone skeletons or the bone wheels. Mm. Yeah, the bone skeletons. Yeah, the bo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as opposed to skeletons of flesh. Yes, which we all are, Gary. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're all just skeletons of flesh. Yes. 
that's creepy. Uh, yeah, just think about that yeah. for just one second. Think about something for once. Um, yeah. Look, our skeletons aren't flesh, guys. They're still <laughs> bone skeletons. <laughs> oh, man. Unless you want to say that our flesh is an exoskeleton to who we really are, our bones. <laughs> <laughs> I relate to my skeleton a lot. We did that episode of the DinoCast where we talked about the skeleton warriors. And uh, mm. one of my friends had broken his leg and saw part of his bone. And oh, I was, no. did a, an interview about asking him how close he felt to his skeleton and whether, like, <laughs> there's a lot of fun stuff in that shit, too. It also reminds me of the Hero Quest episode we did where we had all the skeletons and we were, all the people were playing were just making fun of them. And uh, I was trying to give them dialogue. And I said, like, I'll use your, I'll use your bone for a skull. I was trying to say, I'll use your skull for a bowl. And then uh, Ryan Green said back, uh, your mother was also a skeleton. And, uh, <laughs> real dumb um, but i don't these guys i don't think these things are that bad cole like no. I mean, you, they, you just you just hang out behind the trees dude i suppose so you know first impressions are everything the first time i came into this area i just got fucking blindsided by one and mm-hmm. i just assumed they were everywhere and were always going to kill me instantly every time if there are any more than three or if they respawn, I could I, I agree with you. Right. Like they'd be a pain in the ass. But as is, they're almost I mean, they're not like that cool either. They're not that interesting or tactically fun because they just have this this gate around them. Right. You know, like I agree with you that they're not a very good enemy, but I think it's probably because the, the way to, to beat them, I guess, kind of similar to like when you get down to the Hydra is cheap but boring. Right. You know. Yeah. So like going that way gets you directly to Sif. Right, but if you go the mm-hmm. other way, you get to all of the ants and also the uh, the forest hunters. Yeah, yeah, and yep. these are and tougher ants than previously. Like uh, I found, they usually took about two hits as opposed to one with the fire sword hmm. or the fury sword. Yeah, I, yeah. I Not just, to I, mention that there's like a dozen of them. Yeah, like that. Like you know, you're fight. You're engaging with one, and then another one pops up behind you, and then it just starts nomming on you. Um, yeah, nomming on you. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> you uh, but the weird thing about those those ants in this area. So this is behind the uh, the the door that's sealed with the uh, the crest of Artorias, um, which can. When is a good time for us to, or have we already talked about why the hell does Andre have this? I don't. Other than just proximity, like he's just wandering around the woods and it's just like, oi, what you got there? You know, and just grabbed it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's is it not weird that his last name is like Astorus, and then you have Artorius, like or not? Well, he's from Astorus, like that's not a coincidence, right? It's just to make Lordron rappers' job easier. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. Somebody send in Lordron rap. <laughs> um, uh, so I think that this is corroborated by the fact that uh, um, Hawkeye Go. He, uh, um, which is which is my favorite anime. How <laughs> <laughs> can I go? Um, no, uh, um, I, you know, like reminisces about him, reminisces mm. about Andre. I think that Andre would, like might have been the official court smith of uh, mm. of uh, you know of, of Gwyn and the knights there. That's or, all that I can really think of. Or he was just like the fifth beetle. Oh like, yeah, for those guys like they were all just hanging around and they would just party with Andre because like Andre is a real solid bro. Yeah. And that must have pissed off Smo in a big bad way. <laughs> like, can't even fight. Um, people. Um, <laughs> yeah, Smo was all about skeletons. Yeah, um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that, that, that's that's my best guess. Yeah. Um, I'll hmm. buy it. But it, what it does is it, it kind of it's 
it's one of those weird artificial gamey things where you can go here, like similar to like a big meat wall, similar to a cemetery, you know, full of tough enemies. You can go here as soon as you can get the souls for it, but it's hard and the game wants you to go here later. Right. Right. So like this is kind of like the soul, like they, they're saying that, you know, you must be this tall to enter, but just using a slightly different metric. Yeah. To get through here. Yeah. Because, I mean, most of the game, having 20,000 souls to just blow on a one-use item is, I mean, that's a lot of souls. That's, yeah. that's what, a whole gaping dragon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had this many souls opens up his chest. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot, but you see that and, you know, you make that connection. I think Andre even talks about it. Um, mm. it's kind of like, oh, the, like it, it seems like an only like a, the only apparent path forward, especially if you've done the parish and you're trying mm. to figure out how to get down. Um, and you're kind of like, oh, that's a place where I can go back. So it kind of seems like this weird pay to proceed area. There's kind of like, oh, obviously that's how you that's how you get to the second bell, right? Or it's right. one of, one of the couple, um, you know, semi obvious ways or apparent ways to get to the second bell. Yeah, and I think just the prohibitive cost is that you know the game's only way of signaling like, hey, do this later. But like, I did it as soon as I saw it. I was kind of like, okay, I'll just farm for this and get it <laughs> because I wanted to see more stuff, and I think I was hitting my head against the gargoyle demons or whatever it was so like i was way off base yeah i I didn't i just i i think at that point and i'm not trying to say it to to aggrandize myself at all but like i was just kind of like ah the game probably wouldn't do that oh yeah you know like and that and that was just kind of my thought like i'll i'll head on oh no that's not true i'm i should shut up because i actually went down to blight town on accident before so i knew that was a path (laughs) so i was like oh okay i can go down to blight town but i mean otherwise he's right blight town's right behind the gaping dragon as well like you can get down to the area where the next bell is you know yeah. following either of the paths but what you're talking about is if you go there right after you talk to andre and yeah. uh yeah either that or just kind of like going there after the bell gargoyle because that door is a lot more like oh it's a big it's a big glowing sealed door um you know as opposed to finding that one door that you passed that was unremarkable a while ago that got you yeah. to the depths right yeah Brayton, yeah. what'd and- you do like when did you get into this um, I went through the long way, you know, past Ulysseel and all the way up the ladders once and died. Mm-hmm. While I was walking back, I was killed by the sorcerer who I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I was like, I'm not making that trip again. <laughs> so I went back <laughs> and I spent some souls and I, you know, I used some of the soul items. I bought the, the seal and then went through the door. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about those, uh, the, that dungeon and dragons party real quick. <laughs> Yeah. So like this is this is interesting. It's it's like I said, it's one of those intersections of uh, the covenants and the and the the main plot of the game because these guys represent, you know, guardians of the forest that are preventing you. You know, Alvina has enlisted the aid of these people on behalf. You know, in order to to excuse me, ultimately, and we'll talk about this in the DLC, but really kind of to protect people from themselves from getting this item from Artorius's grave, and uh, uh, you can join this and just join these NPCs, right? Which is, which is really neat. Like, these could just be you, but they're just kind of stand-ins for you. Mm-hmm. And they happen to take the, yeah. the same, you know, they're, uh, they're Dungeon Dragons uh, regular party plus Ferris for some reason. <laughs> like, right. Well, yeah. And that's – it's great because you come in – you walk through that door. You know, let's say you buy the item. It's your first time. And you see a dude in the woods and you think, cool, a dude. And you <laughs> go running up there and then you die and you don't know why, what happened. And you have to kill a whole bunch of dudes 
including ghost dudes, before you could even get to the reason why. <laughs> it's, it's really rare that you run into non-hollowed, just regular human enemies that are aggressive like this. Right. You know, in the game. So that that's kind of remarkable as well. Um, the kind of trick to these guys, and they're all pretty tough too. So like they put like a, a soul wall and then a meat wall right behind it because the uh, I find these guys for the most part pretty tough, including like the barbarian bandit guy at the end who like can one shot you pretty well into the game. Yeah. Like that guy is yeah. strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he two hands his axe, that can be a lot of trouble for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They vary up their tactics too. I mean, like you just said, they, 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 uh, they, they decide to two hand or not two hand, um, which you don't see that in hollows too much. So yeah, mm-hmm. and, and they can gang up on you and because their abilities kind of complement each other. You can be, you know, going, you know, hand to hand with the, uh, with, with the fighter and the cleric and then Ferris and the, uh, the, what is it? The sorcerer just taking pot shots at you. Right. You can really, really yeah. get outclassed pretty quick. It's um, also the way that yeah, they're going to succeed at the temple of elemental evil. <laughs> because otherwise if they don't work together. They're never going to get back to the amusement park. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the, I went through here and, and grinded for a few levels and like, the thief was probably the most interesting as far as AI goes because the thief has that like you know, ring of fog uh, and will just stop dead occasionally and not move so mm-hmm. that so that you can't really see the blurry lines. You know, if you're not really paying attention, it's real easy to miss him and then he'll just sneak up behind you or her, whatever, mm-hmm. and, and stab you in the back. Yeah. Fishing for backstabs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you were talking about those Ents over there, and, like, I don't usually go to the Ents. Like, you go over there and you can get the uh, Eastern Armor set. Yeah. Um, and, and get down to the Basin that way if you didn't go the other way. Um, there's a weird little hidden path down that way. Right. Um, but for the most part, like, yeah, this is, uh, you know, I, I go through here. You also, you don't have to eventually, you know, fighting Sif and everything. I've gotten real good at just running past these guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't fight them. When you talk to Elvina, they all go non-aggro. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool, like because they're like maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna join me, you know maybe that person's <laughs> on my side. Like I should probably stop trying to stab them in the back with an axe. Maybe they'll forget um, that I just tried that. I just yeah, I shot a bunch of magic missiles. And we also I think would be remiss if we didn't talk about the exploit at all. Yeah, yeah. Which they um, I, I thought they would have patched out with the DLC, but they didn't. Yeah, which makes me think that they're okay with it, and I think they should be okay with it. Yeah, like this thing doesn't bother me that much. Like if you just want to grind time into souls giving you an efficient way to do it doesn't bother me yeah you know? so the, so the trick is you make a circle around this area the the forest protector area and then you run mm-hmm. back to the artorias door and you stand up on the uh or no you, you stand off to the you side run to the right yeah you run to the right of the stairway their pathing takes them up the stairway and then when they try to attack you from up there they will uh most of the time overshoot and then fall off and you can get what like seven thousand souls in a couple of minutes yeah, it's it's more than that. Like I think it's like oh. most of them give you two or three thousand souls. So I think uh, if you manage to catch all of them, I think you get something like twelve. Right. Thousand, and you can do it really fast. Mm-hmm. It's by far the quickest way to love like power level. Right. I had no idea. I was actually just fighting them the whole time. Oh, yeah. It's because you have honor. Yeah. When you said you were grinding down <laughs> here, I thought that's what you meant. <laughs> no, no, no. I do not have honor whatsoever. Any chance I get, I'll dung pie anybody. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll cover you in shit. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, yeah, so that, that's the uh, the pro tip if you want to just kind of do some power leveling. Yeah. Um, you know, and you get diminishing returns. Like, it takes so much to level eventually that, like, it's not really worth it. I kind of like that it's there right after you made this big soul investment. Yeah. With, to buy the Covenant of Artorias because you can get that money back pretty quick. 
Um, and it's a real godsend for the, my soul level one run because like I just wanted an upgraded pyromancer hand so bad. Like I didn't want to wait until halfway through the game where I had the whatever like 165,000 souls or what you know you need for that. Right. So yeah. I went here and hung out for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. TCB. Definitely. Yeah, and I, going through the door is I, I, visually I think is really cool. I mean, it's a neat kind of ruin, and then you reach the you know, the forest and there's that plane just as you're getting out of the forest when you start to see bandit man. And I think that's really neat. Cause right behind it is like the little Elvina area, another mm. ruin. I think that like visually, I think that's a really cool area too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to talk about real quick though, is uh, how much of a nice touch it is that uh, Ferris is here. Like that's a really cool like little bit because uh, the, you know, we know that he was, you know, they talk about him only being or her only being, uh, matched by the you know the knights and everything and you get kind of a sense that they were you know at least in some way comrades you know like they have some kind of respect and the idea of uh her being enlisted to help protect the grave you know by elvina is something uh, i like also you get the coolest like if you start as a, a hunter you want that hat like <laughs> that is, that is the hat for you <laughs> so wait a minute so i'm looking robin I'm, look, hood hat. I'm looking at the wiki kind of thing so this isn't ferris ferris was a hero of old this is somebody who's wearing ferris's clothes and using his bow what did yeah, what, I was uh, what mention in the wiki that. says that says that for sure that's that? not the person what in the wiki says that because my understanding was it could be that but i talked up to being time being weird in laudron oh like what what says that it's not ferris uh let me look at the description of the hat uh, because I think that that is where it is. Uh, Ferris was an accomplished archer, and though he was human, he ranked uh-huh. alongside Hawkeye Go, uh, one of the four knights of the Lord Gwyn. His hat is universally popular among children. Oh, so that's a lady, and it's a lady, right? Yeah, it's a lady. Here? Oh, okay, yeah. so it's some 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 lady who stole Ferris's hat. Yeah, by the same idea I did. <laughs> well, stole Ferris's bow and and yeah. had the hat from when she was a kid. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a, it's like it's like, yes, it's, like yes. it's like a Davy Crockett hat, right? It's like it's like yeah sure. it's it's like the tiny rabbit from Disney's Robin Hood <laughs> who walked around with a tiny bow yeah and yes. grew up to be a yeah I loved that movie so much when I was little and like it's one of those weird things where like I I don't get angry that people make furry art about about Sonic it like disgusts me but I don't get upset but it's just kind of like that was a that was an awesome movie you know yeah, like yeah. it is the it is the generation of all of of all furry art. <laughs> Yeah, and I can't I can't even tell you the number of of girls that I know that had crushes on Robin Hood growing up. Oh, that mm. is the little acorns, little acorns, Brayton. <laughs> they turn yeah. into big trees of ugh. the uh that, that's my favorite Disney movie. I think that by by quite a bit. Actually, yeah. I think that movie's really great. Mm-hmm. The songs are so sad. Yeah, so not not ham. Yep. Um yeah, so good. Yeah. So you find Mock Ferris here. Um, yeah. We talked. A, I mean, we talked a little bit about the about the forest hunters. Is there any more to say, really, aside from like get in here if you just want to do like free for all PvP with no rules? Well, yeah, and, and that Alvina asks you the most convoluted question in the history. <laughs> yes, of convoluted yourself off from this. Would you not say that there is no way that you wouldn't agree to disagree to join the Covenant? I, 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 when she asks you basically if you're searching for Artorias's grave, I had no idea what she asked me. Like, I really had no clue whatsoever. I looked through 
the transcript and there's like seven negatives in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up the dialogue right now. Yeah, if I had my old symbolic logic chops from college, I would have like written this out of like P equals not P, uh, you know, which is Q, which is not P. <laughs> this is so good. So that you could have understood it in that direction. But I, yeah. Too difficult, yeah, so even for me. She starts off, you know, she's like, you know, Is it not so that thou art new? Thou fared well to find me. But comest thee not for the grave of Sir Artorius? My advice true. Forget this. The legend of Artorius art none but a fabrication. Traversing the dark. Hm. Tis but a fairy tale. Have thine own respect. Go not yonder knocking for nothing, I say. And then you get yes, no. <laughs> you say yes. What? You say yes, I'm going to go kill. I'm going to go defile a grave. And then she's like, oh, you're fine. And you say no. She's like, I'm mad at you. Yeah. Go see Oswald. Yeah, exactly. Go yeah, pay it's, me fifty yeah. souls per level to go to 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 go deal with this woman's like lack of mastery of the English language. Well, okay, so that's a decidedly fairy tale kind of thing, though, right? She's from yeah, she's from Ulysseal. Well, she, so, she she's from Ulysseal. She's also probably testing your cunning. <laughs> Maybe I then. And she's I a know. cat. It's hard to say if they have their own language. <laughs> Yeah, one of the things I love is that when you're talking to her in the background, deep in the sound mix, is that like that viral video of the person scratching the cat, where it's going like no, 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 no. If you listen, that's going on in the background when you talk to her. Oh yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah, and if you if you join the covenant, you get special dialogue with her, of course. And and one of the things is about uh, Shiva, who I'm sure we'll talk about in just a second, but like. She has a real Yoda line in there where she's like, no, not of him yet. <laughs> yeah. Watch for it's, him. We must. He's, he's from the Ottawa branch of the Forest Hunters. Like, yeah. oh, he just came over. <laughs> yeah, the Saxville, Saxville Forest Hunters. <laughs> or Shelbyville. Either either acceptable. Yeah. yeah. Um, used to call it Morganville. Went over there because he needed a new heel from a shoe. <laughs> the, um. So yeah, she she brings up uh, Shiva, and you can join her. Like the big thing is, there's no restrictions on this, and multiple people can invade. Right. So that's it. Only go human through this forest if you want to fight. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. She brings up Shiva, who is a character who has some of the most like cut content about him, um, and he kind of comes up as just kind of a lieutenant in the uh, uh, the clan. He's a clan leader, is what they say. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, she talks about how much she doesn't want to be betrayed. She says that she smells something, you know unsavory about him and uh talking to him you get very little like there's not that much to his dialogue that is relevant and it's because like he was supposed to betray the the clan and steal like uh the sword right there's like a special sword yeah there's a special katana yeah he was going to, to steal and i mentioned in one of the episodes somebody is doing that restoring content thing and has you invading him with the black eye orb in the painted world right um where he has oh, the katana. yeah it's, um, yeah, like I said then, I'm glad modders are using uh, their powers for good. You can use him as a merchant later, right? Like he shows up in Blighttown for some reason. Yeah, like every character just drawn to Blighttown. <laughs> yeah, why? Like that, that's like, you know, there, there are like stores like I've been really hungry and like I'm like and thought to myself, I'm not going to shop with a Safeway by that neighborhood. 
Like mm-hmm. all that all that bread is gonna be moldy and all the people are gonna smell like fucking <laughs> low grade fever. Oh. And like <laughs> that's what that's what There's this all guy this does. weird crab men working there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's disgusting. Like, there's so many polydactyl people, either with like six or four fingers. Like, it's, it's like the worst store. And that's what Shiva decides to do. He's just like, I'm going to set up shop in Blight Town at the bottom of this ladder in a poison swamp to sell you, you know, weapons you probably don't want to use that much, other than the washing pole, yes. which a lot of people love. Because it's 10 feet long. <laughs> so, and also has one durability. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, and it's one of the few items that has like a direct relation to the real world oh yeah, yeah. that's true yeah i yeah. thought that most of the most of the eastern swords were but well i just specifically the washing pole is like the nickname of an actual sword from an actual swordsman ah you know? mm-hmm. understood yeah yeah um so also notable about shiva um one two things actually uh the first uh, a listener a while ago pointed out that shiva actually is an illusion or like lifted wholesale from demon souls there's a character who shows up uh, in one of the worlds when you have a complete black world tendency um that has kind of like a similar betrayal storyline also shiva has a bodyguard who is uh cloaked uh, i think it has the ring of fog or something like that mm-hmm. and uh, yep. you can you can kill him in order to get the uh, in order to get the uh, the dark wood grain ring, which uh, used to be like completely overpowered because it gave you a roll class lower than what you had, mm-hmm. so if you were medium rolling, you could you could put that on and do a quick roll, and it also made you do nin- ninja flips and shit. Mm-hmm. I have a funny story. Do you can, can I share it? Of course. Okay. Cool. Um, so on my uh, on my initial playthrough, um, my you know my sorcerer kind of kind of guy, sorcerer jack of all trades, the one I haven't beaten the game on yet. Um, when I was going around and doing cleanup, I wanted to get this ring because, hey, that looks neat. And I normally am light rolling, so just like I can be hopping all around and things like that. So I got, you know, I joined the Forest uh, Covenant and then got Shiva down to Blight Town. You know, went down there, kind of like, okay, I'll just kill both of them after I bought everything I want. Um, <laughs> I attacked, mm-hmm. I attacked the bodyguard and I engaged both of them because Shiva aggros, um, and I killed Shiva. But the uh, but the bodyguard got behind me and killed me. Now without mm-hmm. Shiva there, um, or there's some other mechanic here, that bodyguard disappears forever. Oh, weird! So I lost that item on that playthrough. Your one chance. My one chance. I fucking blew it. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. I know, right? So I've yet yeah, to get I'm... this ring. The uh, it's it went. It's a weird case of the game them updating an item to make it go from like incredibly overpowered to I don't like I don't like the ring like I don't think it's really worth a ring slot you know and and I think you're going to get because it does make a difference like there's some weird tricky jumps you can you can make a lot easier with it um you have a couple of extra frames of invincibility yeah that's what I was going to say so it's it, like it does make the, but I don't play better when I have it like I don't I don't get hit less or anything with any significance like I would rather wear Havels and have you know poise, or wear you know the uh, the wolf ring and have poise. Um, that's you know that's more important to me. Yeah. At that point, so I I very rarely use this ring. It looks cool, but yeah, yeah I think I wanted it more for the novelty of it than anything. Um, mm-hmm. It also adds a, like a like a like a like Mrs. Dash. It adds a little just bit of something of extra to a uh, to to a PvP invasion mm-hmm. if you're just hopping around. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so the area, you know, regardless of whether you join the, the clan or not, um, 
The, well, the other thing about that clan too, and just real quick, is that you it's one of those things where you wear a ring and you can get summoned whenever. Yes. Um, it also has a weird yeah. reward structure. So you don't get um, – you get like kind of random items as a reward for Yeah, it. there's a list of items. It's mostly Titanite, but then there's sometimes just weird stuff like rubbish. You just get <laughs> <Yeah>. rubbish. <laughs> um, so next you enter, enter like the Mushroom Kingdom, which is another area like the cat area that I think is really underplanned. Like you can very easily just make a wide path around this. Yeah. Not fight any of these things. Like I like the idea of these guys, mm-hmm. you know, these like non-aggressive and they're clearly, you know, somehow related to, to Elysial because of Elizabeth who you run into there. Yeah. Um, but they get reused again as well. And, uh, you know, they're not that strong. The big thing is you find the, uh, the enchanted ember here. Yes. Um, which is if you're going to make a, you know, a magician character, it's rad. Like, it's a really, really powerful upgrade because it increases your intelligence stat scaling like through the roof yeah. in exchange for getting rid of everything else. But my uh, my mage character with his, his rapier, my sorcerer uh, fencer, mm-hmm. um, his weapon you know, was really, really pretty good. And I, I made a, a run out here early to grab it. Yeah. I, I like how tragic it is that there are mushroom mamas and mushroom children. <laughs> like, you know, it's like a mama bear, you know, baby cub kind of thing where you attack the small ones and then the big ones come. Uh, I always thought those are so much HP. The small ones. So much HP. Yeah, the why, small why ones do I just think they're run mad? off to find their moms. It's really oh, yeah. sad. <laughs> yeah. Why do I read those as dads? Like, I've always read those as mushroom dads. That's always what I refer to Maybe them because as. because they punch you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that's opening up a dark door. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I mean, right, yeah. The, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I always thought of those mushroom dads. Huh. I don't know why. And they look yeah. pretty thuggish. They have like a thuggish role, but I think maybe that's a weird reverse like six level sexism, <laughs> you know. And also, they're fucking mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> mushrooms don't have sex. They don't have. They don't have uh, primary or secondary sexual characteristics. Yeah, yeah. They, they they reproduce asexually. Listen, deviant art. Like, these, <laughs> these things reproduce asexually. Don't get anything in your head. <laughs> don't get any wise ideas. Yeah, yeah put know, put away guys. those watercolors. I don't know. This, the penis is called a mushroom cap for a reason. This is true. Oh, Ugh. man. I don't like the idea of being beat to death by a phallic symbol in a forest. Yeah, no. Hmm. Yeah, no. Certainly, as opposed to being beat to death by a phallic symbol just outside of the forest in a big giant prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, let's talk about some sifts. Yeah, let's do that. Um, I like this boss fight an awful lot. Well, let's talk about the lead up first. Yes, this is true. Before we actually yeah. talk about the fight. So, like, you're coming to the grave of Sartorius, and whether you, you know, the I went here because it was a boss on my path. I didn't necessarily go here with the idea of getting the Covenant of Artorius mm-hmm. the first time. Um, but, uh, you know, ostensibly, you're going to investigate the grave of Artorius. And, uh, you know, this uh, giant wolf comes down. It's kind of interesting that you, you have one of two cutscenes. Here. Right, and this is a weird thing about the game that I didn't realize until way later. But if you've done the DLC before this, you get a different cutscene. Right. So Sif recognizes you and kind of regrets what she's about to do. But, yep. Yeah. And and Sif, you know, now knowing what we know about the DLC, like Sif is protecting you. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is this is all of those people are protecting you because they do not want you to go to the abyss because the abyss is bad news. You know, the abyss corrupts. And uh, mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's not just protecting the grave or trying to stop somebody from getting the shiny trinket. Yeah. It's actually a really dangerous artifact. 
it just makes what's going to happen that much sadder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beware of grief is what, you, what <laughs> yeah, I see for sure. a lot of times here, and that's that's totally correct. This is a real prepare to cry kind of kind of kind of thing. What is worse for the world overall? Um, you extinguishing the first flame or you unsealing the abyss? Well, that that's kind of isn't that um, like some interpretations of what the ending choice you're making? A little bit, yeah, but in both cases, you unseal the abyss. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later, but uh, yeah, just like everything is trying to stop you. Like, these might be the only, like, um, uh, unashamedly or kind of like un uncontroversially good figures in the game, right? Yeah. When you say unsealing the abyss, you mean literally breaking the seal in, in the laundry yes, room. Not, not just uh, like inviting in the abyss into the world, which is like one of the kind of interpretations and things about the, the Dark Lord ending. Right, um, right. That people have, right? Yes. So, so, I mean, I guess like if you wanted to justify it to yourself, it would be that you have the, the covenant. So like, you know, people can go down and party with the four kings all they want. They're just going to die as soon as they hit the ground. Right. But uh, we, we, we see in the DLC that the abyss, like, if it's left unchecked, it just starts consuming everything around it. Yeah, I mean, but I don't think water is going to check the abyss. Yeah. Like, the yeah, abyss it's not, it's not signs. We have, I mean, in the in the uh, in the annex, we have some people who are really uh, talking about, like, what that might possibly mean, that the water was keeping it down. I always thought that the water was there to stop the dark wraiths. Oh, okay. That's how I interpreted that. Yeah. So tell us what you think, folks. Yeah, please yeah, do. Yeah, the, yeah, the miniature Skeletors. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I really like this boss fight, too. Um, this is one of the ones yeah. that like, reminds me a little bit of the Artorias boss fight where it feels really fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because it's the uh, perhaps the only boss fight, or like one of, well, from the since the first boss fight where you walk in past the door and nothing happens to you right away. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You kind of you get you you have free roam or free reign of this whole area as long as you just don't go into this one very specific spot. You can just run around for ten minutes, twenty minutes, do whatever you want. You know, mm-hmm. put down some cardboard, do some old school break dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did we make a snake jack dancing joke in Sun's Fortress? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. No, How no, did we that didn't. Happen? God damn. Snake dance. Yeah. I mean, it's dumb, but I'm surprised we didn't say it. That didn't stop us from anything. Well, well we no. I'm surprised we didn't say it because it's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, so, I mean, he either, you know, just kind of, you know, threatens you or smells you, mm-hmm. one or the other, and then picks up the sword to fight you, which I fucking love. Like, this is so weird. Like, it's such a visually arresting image of the, you know, this idea of this, like, gigantic wolf wielding a sword in its mouth. You know, it just, it's, I mean, like, this is a underexplained thing. Like I could, I could overanalyze it, but I, it also, it's just cool to me. <laughs> like it just looks cool. You know? Yeah. When the, when the game first came out, I was not very interested in the game and it was, you know, just not, it just seemed super hard and I didn't understand the lore at all because it's all buried. But, um, a friend of mine was playing it and then it was right around the time when the first kind of like speed run came out it was like two and a half hours or whatever. So I ended up watching it and I pretty much like checked out of the game right at this boss fight when I was like, Oh, it's a wolf with a sword in its mouth. That's fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I love it. I, I, I not ironically love the way this looks. Yeah. It's stupid, but it's also surreal. 
mm-hmm. you know, in a way that I just kind of kind of does it for me. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. yeah. And if you know the history and the lore behind it, it's just like that much, that extra level of sad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And extra level of cool. You know, like he has really similar moves to Artorias, which I love. Yeah. Um, right. Which is, is really neat. What is this? But this boss fight, like when I say it's fair, it also means it's kind of basic. Like there's no gimmick to this. No. You know, mm-hmm. like it's hard to say what this boss fight is about. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's it's just kind of a real fair fight, like about learning his patterns, learning to dodge them and learning that you need to get all up in his nutsack to fucking, <laughs> you know, kill him. Like you just need to, you know, knowing where you can be and where you can safely hit him and everything. Yeah. Which yeah. is always I had a right real tough him. time. Oh, I'm sorry. Cool. No, no, that's fine. Oh, I was going to say, I had a real tough time. The first time I got in there, he kind of jumped down, beat the snot out of me. But the second time I went in, um, after spending like 15 minutes trying to summon some help but not getting any, um, I went in and he attacks right away. So you're in the corner and it's really easy to get him kind of stuck in the corner that way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It benefits you to have a high stability shield here. Like if you mm-hmm. haven't been up upgrading your shield, which I wouldn't blame you for not. Um, uh, like his, you know, double spin attack, not only, you know, chews through your stamina pretty quick, but also like, will take you down. Like that's what I died to him, died to her most on. I'm going to call her her because I've had enough listeners say Sif is a Norse female goddess. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, 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 that's, that's my, that, that, that's the line I will take that like, I've died to her more because of that than anything. So that. Um, was what got me to start upgrading my shield as opposed to just my weapons on any mm. given playthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a similar experience. The last playthrough, I, I uh, fought her for um, with my you know, two, two-hander person with like plus 15 Demon Great Axe, which, make, which makes it really easy if you know how to dodge. Right. So it ends up being you know, it, it, like uh, seven hits or something like that. And I was doing so much damage that I didn't catch, you know, again, one of my favorite touches in the game is when, you know, she's wounded. Oh, yeah. Like, that's so good and so heartbreaking. Why am I like, laughing about her... a wounded dog? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, Cole. You monster. <laughs> Cole hates dogs. I had a troubled uh, childhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what was it, something with your mushroom dad? <laughs> the, the, uh, like, just the trying to do the moves and not being able to do them. Yeah. It's God. so pathetic. Like when she does that move and falls on her side and kicks her legs in the air, it's like so oh. derpy and like she's like just like a big cuddly sword corgi and just like <laughs> just like heartbreaking sword corgi. Yeah. You wish that there was a way that her and Priscilla and you could all just be in a big fluff ball together. Yeah. Who we needs don't the fire when you have them to keep you warm? Yeah. <laughs> Priscilla and Sif, you're the lights of my life. Mm-hmm. Cue, cue some asshole saying that Sif is Priscilla's father. Like, <laughs> her mother. Like, how come that hasn't happened yet? Yeah, if you're doing that, fuck you. <laughs> Deviant my man. Yeah. 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 So, it's so a great so fight. Sad. It's really hard to lose at that point. Like, it becomes kind of an interactive cutscene yeah. when she's wounded. Um, there's a lot. There's some, like, uh, resurrecting Eris style rumors about, mm. you know, if you, you know, spare her for long enough, something happens. But you have no choice but to kill her. Right. So Man, something about dogs and games. There was stuff like that about dog meat and Fallout, too, right? Yeah, it's dogs, man. People love dogs. And why wouldn't you? They're great. Yeah, this is true. 
As we said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dearest listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat for your free audiobook. So you get the covenant, which is a ring, and uh, where to from here? Uh, Ghost Town. <laughs> yeah, the new Londo ruins, which you have access to right from the beginning of the game. Um, and you, but this time, this is when you should go down there. Yeah, and uh, head down from Firelink, um, saving Firelink because this is your bonfire. Yeah, <laughs> for for this next area. This um, is your bonfire you, for yeah. the next couple hours. Yeah, we're in New Londo ruins, which is of course. The new version of Anne Orlando, but it's been ruined first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I like, it's, I really love the idea, the naming convention of this, where it could, because you can modify whichever one you want. It's, it's either that it was, it was built as the ruins of, it's, it's the remake of the ruins of Londo. Uh, so it's the new <laughs> ruins of Londo, the new Londo ruins. <laughs> Or it's new Londo and it fell apart. It's the return of the curse of the creature's ghost. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did. I always like this as something like I just like. Oh, Londo means city. Mm-hmm. You know, in whatever language this was. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, it, it can't be a coincidence. You have Anne Orlando. You have New Londo. Lordran is really close as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Londo means city. Anor means you know. Ancients. I don't know, archers. <laughs> archers. Um, <laughs> I, I was under the impression that Andor was ancient, so it was like ancient Londo. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then they just used new. <laughs> <laughs> so there's an actual Londo out there then. Uh, yeah, Londo Calrissian. There's an ancient Londo, a regular Londo, and a new Londo. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my, uh, my, my understanding of this area is that like uh, new Londo was like the Paris of the undead. Right. It was a city that was specifically made to be like, hey, you can have a life here. Right. And wait, um, wait hold, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> wait um, a what, what, uh, what, um, so I'm not saying that that isn't, but I, in all of my lore diving, never had the impression that this was a city made for the undead. See, I, I can't cite anything right now. I, Is it I, because there's all the undeads, like the passive undeads out, out front? <laughs> Maybe no, like I would have to do. I would have to go into some item item descriptions to find out. But uh, like that, like everything was. I mean, this is the kingdom of the of the undead, Gary. Like Lord Rand, they like they 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 mentioned that in the prophecy and stuff, right? Hmm. 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 No. Okay. So 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 I I. I I can't cite anything right now. And they don't I know, mention I know, that Lodron is the kingdom of the, like, cause the prophecy came about. So like, God, this, this is something that we should have memorized by now. And I'm not indicting you specifically, but I should have it memorized as well. Cause the, it's the dark sign is like, that's a curse mm-hmm. that came out, came upon the world. So the chronology of when that happened versus when this was founded, like, I don't know what leads, what would make you think one happened before the other. Yeah. So yeah. good. It would seem to me that like there were humans and then they got the fuck out as soon as everybody got turned into undead. And that's why you have places like Undeadburg, which looks like a rundown actual city, right? Yeah. Like I always got the impression that these areas used to be functional, 
like human civilizations before everything went to shit. Yeah. So like this was for like, so if, if my theory holds true, then this is for undead who haven't gone hollow yet. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't, I don't remember reading anything to that effect. And then and that's interesting and cool. Mm-hmm. It very well could be the case, but I yeah. always read this as just another city. Yeah. Like this was, this was, yeah. you know, like this was another city. And I liked that because it made sense that there were like, you know, three cities you visit. It's not like such a weird kind of, and, and I guess, uh, uh, Blight Town as well. Like there were other habitations, like different kind of areas that are all affected in different ways. So you have Anorlando, yeah. which is kind of, you know, not overrun with the undead because of, of the gods that godly presence that still remain. You have Undead Burg, which is like what a regular town would look like, except it's all gone to shit because of the undead. And, you know, this area where because of all the stuff we're going to talk about in a minute, it actually has been destroyed and, and sealed away. Yeah. Because of, and our, not because of the undead, but because of, you know, the four kings and their big life drain boner. Yeah. Are there um, any undead in Anne Orlando other than you? I don't think so. Ingward uh, doesn't say whether or not he is. Um, okay, so I'm looking at the Crestfallen Worry. This is where I got it. Have you been to the ruins of New Londo below? Just head down the stairs and take the lift. It's certainly worth a visit. It was once an undead city. You may find a clue or two, unless the ghosts find you first. Kehehehe. <laughs> oh. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Like, well, I, yeah, I just, I just so to, you know, missed that, so. Yeah. So to support Cole's theory, let me add some some flavor to it. Uh, the undead aren't allowed in Anne Orlando during the where everything's falling apart. But to keep them from just going hollow, they build New Londo uh, so that they can live their lives. And then everything goes terribly wrong. So they can live their lives outside of view of the sun. <laughs> yeah, well, it, I mean, I assume that it wasn't always that way. Um <laughs> But I I think but, that the the sealing of New Londo happened before that though, um, because and 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 the chronology of this gets complicated. But I feel like that happened as as kind of because we they talk about um, you know when Gwyn split the Lord Soul is when uh, uh, you know and gave the portion of it to the four kings. Um, shortly after that's when things got fucked up with them, and I always got the impression that that happened. You know, uh, uh, like a different different timing out than you're than you're speaking. Okay, so 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 the so the chronology of events is uh, the, uh, the 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 first flame starts dying. The uh, the the um, what is it? The the, the dark signs uh, start showing up. Um, they build the city for that. This could take place over you know hundreds of years or whatever. Uh, the city is given to the four kings uh, who demonstrate themselves to be just. Right. And then, you know, like as the as the undead plague and the dark side starts spreading, the 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 first flame starts fading. Gwen says, hey, I'm about to peace out. See if you can have this piece. Hey, uh, Nito, you can have this piece. Uh, Bed of chaos. You can have this piece. And, you know, four kings, you can have this to split amongst yourselves. And uh, here, here, here we go. And then once he's gone, and this kind of shadow government is put into place, that's when the uh, that's when Kath comes in, uh, mm. starts ushering the uh, the abyss in, and gives the, and and tempts them with the uh, with life drain, and then that brings out that that brings about the dark wraiths, and the sealers um, then seal them away. Yeah, kill the city. That, that's fair. That, that yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. yeah. 
Sorry, I, I, I was I was just piecing piecing that together as I go, but that that that's how I envision it, and that's how it seems to make sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it is an undead city, um, or was an undead city mm-hmm. specifically set, uh, <laughs> set apart for them. Now, now it's undead as fuck. Um. Yeah, yeah. Now it's a dead undead uh, <laughs> okay. city, and uh, yeah. So we and you pretty much just told, said exactly what the the chronology was. Yeah. Um, you're introduced to this. You you run into passive hollows. I love passive hollows. Yep, they're like yeah. Rocking. There's not a lot of them, and they seem like they're weeping more than like say in the undead parish or not the undead parish, the sunlight altar where they seem like some of them seem like they're praying. Except for the one hollow right by the staircase in New Londo that's like lounging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Carl. Carl. Um, <laughs> Well, um, what are the, like the one of the uh, you can it's so easy to miss uh, Rickard of Venheim. Yeah. You know, um, like there's a there's a there's a blacksmith that you have access to right outside your front door when you first start the game. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as you get a uh, you know, if you happen upon a uh, Titanite shard, you can get a plus one weapon right out of the gate. And it's this weird uh, it's this uh, magical blacksmith from Venheim who has locked himself up for protection, yeah. which is a trope I always enjoy. Mm hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, doesn't have too much to say other than that. No, like he won't like, come out. I'm not leaving. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. bored as hell, but it's safe here. Give me something to do so I can keep, so I won't go hollow from boredom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if you're you're playing as a sorcerer, he sells like great or heavy soul arrow, I think, or is it great soul arrow? Great soul yeah, he, arrow, he's which the gives first, you kind yeah. of like an early start. Yeah, yeah. He's the first uh, guy who sells you spells that you can get access to. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if you're having trouble finding him, look for Carl the Lounging Hollow. <laughs> He's right next to him. <laughs> Carl works for the weekend. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, so you go down here, and this, here's our, uh, our infamous uh, bonfire side chat point of contention. Um, the the Hollow Crestfallen Warrior attacks you um, for for conflicting motivations. So Cole yeah. thinks one reason, I think another. Um, Say they, yours. They, they, um, I think that he attempted to uh, uh, attack uh, Frampt. So he got sick of Frampt. I think that uh, he was inspired by your success to you know, venture forth, and New Londo seemed like the most obvious place to go to him. He went there, was killed, went hollow, and uh, now he just attacks you because he's mindless. Yeah. What do you think, Brayden? Well, don't don't make us slice the baby would, in half. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's probably a little bit of both because even if he attacks um, Frampt, he gets, he's still going to resurrect. Whether or not he decides to go hollow or use whatever humanity is is up to him. So it's possible that he attacks Frampt, gets killed immediately, and then decides maybe I should try something else. And that's when he gives up when the ghosts kill him. I think either way, it, like he was better off when he never had hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, I, I don't read him as as having hope. I the chronology is, Framp shows up. You feed Framp so much feces <laughs> that his breath is just kicking, and then you talk to Crestfallen Warriors like maybe somebody should do something. Like that's the only reason why I think you know. Like I believe that is like when he says like you talk to him, he's like, "Did you ring the second bell? That is incredible, I must say." But now we have a new problem. It's noisy. It snores. And its breath is lethal. This is no laughing matter, I tell you. Damn, that stench. 
and I was really beginning to like it here. Ah, oh, maybe it's time I do something about it. Like, he sounds really yeah, after, sinister. After the heaviest sigh in recorded history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's just like it's a very villainous, like, you know? And that just that makes me think he attacked him. You know, it'd be weird if he said yeah. that and he's like, I'm going to go be an adventurer. I put a I put a marker in, and um, I uh, will edit that in and let the listeners uh, decide. Okay. Yeah, because it, so. it's I think you should also add the part where uh, he he does mention that he was just starting to like it here. So oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Before he leaves, yeah, like he you know. So it's kind of it is kind of up in the air because you could say he was just starting to like it here, so he decides to leave. Uh, or he was just starting to like it here. <laughs> I'm going to go kill that guy who's the problem. <laughs> and it seems uh, like the hope, more hopeless thing to do would be just to get out of there. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Um, the, uh, so the big, one of the things that's, uh, so you, you have this in the note is that like, this is the, like the end game where you're, you know, picking one of four paths and each one kind of has like a, a new, new mechanic and then also as we'll talk about later is tied to an upgrade path or a character type and this is uh doing new londo first makes a lot of sense if you're using a normal weapon so as as we'll we'll mention later yeah um and doing kind of a combat character um the big gimmick for this is that uh there are you have to be cursed in order to fight most of the enemies here yes at least for the first uh let's say three-fourths of it yeah have either of you guys gone through here permanent cursed that's how I God, generally no. do it. Really? Yeah. I, I almost always do pop a transient curse and put on the gold covenous serpent ring. So I'll get more. Yeah, uh, I ended up doing that and I had like 27 uh, transient curses by the end of it. Mm-hmm. I get so anxious. Now, what is the, sorry. What I, is the, I'm sorry, what is the downside to the transient curse? The, well, Cole's going to explain what the. <laughs> it, there's no official one, but Cole is going to explain the. And I would I would bring this up if he wouldn't. So <laughs> don't uh, don't don't uh, you know down talk yourself too much for being anxious about this because I am too. <laughs> the downside to the transient curse is that it's transient. Um, it goes away. It's not a. It's not a permanent thing. It's uh, you know, if it was a ring, it would be one thing. Like, hey, here's a you know here's a ring that you wear that gives you curse status. No, it only lasts. Sure. I don't know what the, I don't know what the timer is, it's but five it, minutes, five minutes. So yeah. it's, you know, it's a roughly, it's a pretty long area. I think it takes me a while to get around it anyway. Um, and I always am watching for that because I, you know, maybe there was like one bad point or maybe just any kind of like timed thing in a video game just makes me really, really nervous about it running out at an inopportune time. Um, yeah. Sure. Cole, there's a low. Whenever Cole is doing anything, there's a low level uh, sound file of the Sonic Drowning music <laughs> looping at all times. Like Cole does every action in his life with. You're right, and I I was really anxious about that until I figured out how to watch for it. And I won't say that it didn't bite me in the ass like once or twice, where like it ran out at the exact wrong times. Mm-hmm. But like you glow a little bit. When it's on, like yep. you have little white sparkles around you and then you can't use another transient curse. So I would switch from my Estes to the transient curse. And whenever that popped up again, I would know, hey, it's time to get away from some ghosts and uh, go pop one of these. Yeah. It's frustrating that you and can't have using, them overlap. Right. If you're using like the grass crest, uh, grass crest shield, 
you can't tell that you're glowing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So my, my rationale for preferring a permanent curse at this point is it's really easy to go get cursed. Um, mm. And also, um, like, by the time you get to Ingward, who can cure you of your curse, um, you don't, like, you, you don't see any more ghosts after that. You don't, well, you do. But it's, it's not true. Any. Yeah, you yeah. do run into some more ghosts, but there there are fewer of them. Yeah, but they're easier to get away from. Whereas when you're in these kind of narrow corridors and things like that, like they they don't do an awful lot of damage and they're easy to manage. So it's just kind of like, yeah, I'll deal with having a little bit less HP. Okay, not a little. I'll deal I'll deal with having half of my HP for right now, just so I don't have to constantly be watching for mm. curse to run out. It's interesting. That's like it's a very different way. I mean, they're both valid. And then there's a third way where you get a cursed weapon. Yeah. Um, to fight them. And the trick there, though, is it won't affect your shield. So you have to fight these guys without blocking if you're going to do right. you know, a cursed weapon. Yeah. Um, which can is, you, I, you can block with the cursed weapon, though, if you two-hand it, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess you could. I didn't think about that. Um, I mean, you look a little silly because there's three cursed weapons in the game, one of which is a great sword. Yeah. And yeah. getting that is a real fucking pink tail, not a pink tail moment, like a, uh, a lightning spear in Final Fantasy XII or something. Like you have to do something <laughs> really counterintuitive to get the cursed mm-hmm. sword of Artorias. Um, the, uh, the other two are daggers. So you would end up two-handing these, these like little daggers. One of them is a curved blade. It's like about the same length as a dagger. It has the curved sword moveset, but mm-hmm. it's really short range. Um, sure. And both of those weapons are hard to get, the ghost yeah. blade and the curved ghost blade. They're both daggers that you get, in, you get from rare drops in this area, though. And you have to, yeah, and you have to have a way to kill the ghost in the first place. Yeah, like this isn't a way you're going into it with. This is something that you might get right. if you are if you're already dialed mm-hmm. on this. I'm kind of glad they didn't use this mechanic anywhere else, but I'm kind of surprised that they did too, because like part way through, I got this cursed blade. I'm like, oh, cool, and then I'm like three ghosts away from the end. Yeah, you know, and not really having to fight ghosts anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. I was hoping that the the ghost blade would have done something else. Hmm. Other than just be cursed, you know? Yeah. Well, in a way, it does turn whatever you fight into a ghost. Yeah. The, the way that all, all blades do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's not special, but the name the name applies. Yeah. The, uh, these guys break a lot of rules other than that. So, like, these are guys you can't hit, and then they're also intangible. So, like, yeah. you know, we we experimented with this a little bit in Blight Town with mosquitoes coming, you know, bubbling up through the floor and shit. But these guys come from all angles at all times. And uh, mm-hmm. they're designed in really specific ways to swarm you and to attack you when you have very unsure footing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, specifically the area right before you get to Ingvar. I, I oh, pretend yeah. he's German, so he's Ingvar <laughs> to me. Uh, so right before you get to him, when you're looking over the lake, um, is I is the spot where I died maybe three or four times. <laughs> just because it was either I wasn't ready for it, I didn't see them coming out of the water which was terrifying <laughs> or that's just that one spot is designed to just be like, Oh, fuck you. You know, what's awesome about that, about this whole area is that the, uh, the moon is reflected in the, the lake mm-hmm. at all times. It's the same color as the ghosts. Yeah. So yes. a lot of times while running through here, I would think something was out of the corner of my eye that it was a ghost and I would turn towards it and it was just a reflection of the moon <laughs> in the water. And like that freaked me out a bunch of times. Like, yeah, made me think that there were ghosts there. Yeah. It's real unsettling to run back through this area when the water is drained. Well, the entire mm. area is more unsettling once the water is drained. But Jesus we'll Christ. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and we should probably talk about that ghost house a little bit because like, yeah. if I don't know if either of you guys did, but anybody who's listening, who's watched the Let's Play, 
um, you know, I do a, a rundown here without anything to go get the composite bow. That's yeah. the first thing I do in the mm-hmm. game. So I was just dodging all the ghosts, like not doing anything. And that ghost house, I mean, I don't do it in that video, but I have to go buy it and I have to go like near it and get these ghosts. Mm-hmm. That ghost house is something like that. That's a yeah. tough area. There are a lot yeah, of ghosts. It seems, yeah, the ghosts that come out of the water are specifically timed to wait until you're just about turning into the door. Yeah. Um, before they start to come out. So it's real tough to even pull them to fight them on a tiny ramp, you know, yeah. as opposed to fighting them in a house full of ghosts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How, how about the banshees? Yeah. The ones I, I'm not, I, you know, like, like as, as horror, you know, devices, I'm not afraid of ghosts that much. They're not particularly compelling to me, but when there's just one at the end of a walkway, that as your approach, it just goes, yeah, that's unsettling. And is, and is clutching a child. Yes. Yeah. Like once, yeah, so like one, once you drain it and figure out like what these are ghosts of. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that draining moment is so good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, uh, so I mean they have a great design. They have really pretty interesting attacks. Like I kind of like the ghost, other than the fact that so frequently you can't you don't know which direction they're coming from. Right. Which is which is a little frustrating and feels a little mm. like. I mean, not cheap. Like, they're fine. It's a new mechanic. But I've gotten, you know, felt like I've had some cheap deaths yeah. from that. Um, mm-hmm. This house gets so lo- lousy with ghosts that <laughs> Ingward decides to sleep on the roof. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he, and, he, and, and I advise anyone listening to this to do this. If, like, if your house becomes that lousy with ghosts, like, get out of there. Go right. sleep on the roof. Including even going up the fireplace, there's ghosts. Yeah, they like they kind of like claw at your feet on the <laughs> right. way up there. Like they, you know, because I, I sometimes will get impatient. Like I found out something neat about Ingward. Um, I talked about it on the Facebook, and we'll talk about it in a second. So I ran back here, um, even though I'd already killed the four kings. I didn't want to fight all these ghosts because I was out of transient curses. So I was just running past everything, and uh, uh, it's really hard to get through, even with the amount of health I had and the amount of stamina to run through here, not get tagged a bunch of times, and I ended up getting out like 20% HP or something when I got to the top of the ladder. Just just put your house yeah. on the market and then just advertise it as a ghost house. People go nutty for that. Like, yeah, you know, you just gotta... offer them a sum of money if they can spend one night <laughs> in there. And then if they can, they get the house. And if they can't, they're dead. In- I feel I should use the little German that I know since Ingvard is German to me and that he lives in a Geistenstad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might have bought it from the Geistenstad Emporium. Um, That's right. Yeah. The, uh, uh, is it like the – huh? is there any area of Lordran that has cheaper real estate than New Londo Ruins? <laughs> like if you're in the market? I don't know. Like Lakeside property is really, real really close. expensive. Blighttown? Yeah. Okay, guys. If you had to live in one area, <laughs> yeah. Mm. I yeah. I don't know which one of those I would live in. <laughs> what a dumb conversation that yeah. is. <laughs> Duh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ingward is neat. Um, I'm unsettled by how many people. How many people just have to straight up kill him? Um, you mm. know. To. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a big way to do like the sequence breaking. You can come down here and kill him with arrows from the bridge. Oh yeah, because his uh, yeah, because the key to the ruins are not sequence breaking for like speed runs and stuff. Because the key to the ruins is an automatic drop, and or the seal key, the gate key. Okay. So if you kill mm-hmm. him with arrows, you'll get it automatically. And then people do that a lot to go down and get the uh, red tearstone ring right from the beginning. Oh yeah. Um, for for stuff like that, um, 
he kind of tells you the lore that we already mentioned. You know, the uh, the kings uh, were given the peace of the Lord's soul. They were wise, but they got tempted with life drain. And there were dark wraiths. They're enemies of anything with humanity. And uh, the whole area had to be flooded. Um, we'd run into a sailor right. earlier, which we kept referring to as a channeler, which we got called out on <laughs> rightly um, in Blighttown, right. who, uh, who left here. So there are certain, uh, you know, this is this group of, of wizards, um, you know, who... Uh, went and uh, kind of did this good deed, and he's kind of watching over it, watching over that key to the seal. Yeah. There, there, there are three of them, but the other two just kind of, like said, later, and then yeah. they ride off yeah. on their motorcycles. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's tough because Ingward comes across as very likable, he's helpful, but he also killed thousands of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's rationalized this to himself. He's still a good person. Um, <laughs> yeah, but saved millions more. Yeah. Utilitarian, are we? <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the, th- the things that blew my mind when I was doing research for this, and I went and did it right before we got on and I talked about it on Facebook, is that if you come back and talk to this guy after the Four Kings, which why fucking would you? Like he's, <laughs> he's a shitty shop and he breaks curse in the most like yeah. remote location of the game in exchange for humanity, which is really rare and expensive. But uh, if you talk to him, he goes to Firelink. <laughs> I had no, I had no yeah. fucking clue. It's amazing that I'm discovering has, things about this game with, like, at this point. <laughs> yeah, and he has real unexciting dialogue. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. When you talk to him, he's like, "Hmm, you know, we killed the four kings, huh? Well, it's certainly dark here. Maybe it'd be nice to see the sun." He was a firelink. He's like, mm, "My eyes hurt. It's too bright." Like he, he and that's it. It's really strange. Yeah. It's really thinking, disappointing like, because. I wanted him to have more of a story, like, or to tell you about what happened to the other two people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, or I was, and I was also thinking, like, is there any point in the game where I really wish there was someone that could break curse at Firelink? And the answer is no. So, <laughs> you know, it's not that useful to have him there, except that you're just gathering the whole gang. Yeah. You know, um, he's one like, there aren't that many NPCs that won't follow you back. Right. Who aren't literally behind cages, you know? <laughs> Um, it's the yeah you're kind of setting up that inevitable season ending doctor who episode where all of the friends from before join forces with the doctor and go fight some you know anonymous evil except you mm -hmm. never get any help (laughs) it's like like, yeah it's like a jrpg where everyone just shrugs after you've like gone and cleared their their dungeon or what have you i'll just stay here yeah yeah um the big thing is he'll give you the, the key to the seal if you have the Lord Vessel. If you don't, you have to kill him. And this is when you're doing the big, you know, we talked about uh, killing uh, Guinevere. Um, this is the other big kind of weird story beat, optional story beat you can get in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, that has to do with, you know, we never, like you can talk to Frant, but you don't place the Lord Vessel with him. Um, and you go to place it here. Um, if you, if you, or you can either kill this guy um, yeah, I think, no, yeah, that's true. You can talk to Framped without cutting that off for yourself, I'm pretty sure. You just can't place the Lord Vessel. Right. Yeah, at the very so. least, you can talk to him afterwards, and he has changed dialogue. I looked it up because I didn't – I've only beaten this once. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, he has different dialogue complaining about Koth or Kath. Mm. Yeah. The uh, We didn't talk about it, but transient curses are arms of people who are cursed. Yep. <laughs> like it's, it's a human being who was cursed who had their arm cut off. Everything having to do with curse is horrifying because the yep. uh, uh, w- w- what is it the purging stone just gives your curse to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> How cool would that be as an online mechanic? I mean, it'd be infuriating. But oh, like, yeah. what if like you know there were, like if you were invaded by a grave lord, like all those curses flooded to you or something like that? Oh yeah. 
to be infuriating, but it makes sense within the you know the the narr- narrative of the game. Right. And then the curse bite ring, which you find here, which you should find here because you're going to go fight Seath eventually, um, which uh, is made like through sacrificing children, right? I think that that that, that that's the best guess that I've heard. Yeah, I, 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 looking at the descriptions for any of the bite rings, I don't see. However, it is Kareem, and I would not put put it past them to make an item that is literally powered by a forsaken child. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. They're dreadful rumors. Um, yes. Something that those bite rings, yeah, have all that that kind of nastiness. Yeah, to them. Yeah, so you 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 break the seal, which for as kind of mythical and as you know played up as it's been it's really just you turn a wheel and then it opens a floodgate and all this water's gone yeah yeah it's just a it's just a floodgate right um yeah the cutscene it opens the gate all the water flows out into the valley of the drakes right yeah which i had gone to the valley of the drakes before i went to new londo ruins and it was really interesting to run into that giant door and be like what the hell is that and then look at the ground and see that it's wet and be like, Oh yeah. 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 That's really cool. Cause I mean, going to that door at that point is difficult because you have to fight a bunch of drakes, yeah. which is like one of the enemies in this game. I've only successfully killed maybe twice because you never have to. And they're really hard. Right. Um, but this, this, this is a real Holy shit moment. Like when I first got down here and found that the chlor the, or the floor is made of like waxy waterlogged corpses. Yep. Like I texted you, I'm like, holy shit, New Lano Ruins. And I think that you thought I just got there and thought I was mad at Ghost or something. Yeah. And and you sent a thing back. It was just like, oh, you need to get cursed, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, the floor, Cole. <laughs> like, um, the, the ground is made of soggy humans that once wrote songs and, you know, enjoyed food. And, and comforted everything. their children. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, I don't have one of those I don't have those moments very often, but like I got to that I was gonna like, oh, I can smell this place. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a really no. appropriate sense of scale for all this build up, right? Because yeah. everything we talked about in this episode is leading to this area that everyone is protecting one way or another. Mm-hmm. And you get there and then you get to see the magnitude of what was done to seal this thing away, and it really sells it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um may, in a big bad way. May I add just a little bit of more horror and sadness to it because if Cole is correct and this was an undead city before they flooded it, that meant that oh, all of those people were alive until they decided to give up and go hollow underwater. Yeah. They, yeah, that, that's something. Well, that's the, that's the dark wraiths too. They were there in stasis. Like mm-hmm. you drain mm-hmm. and then they're just, they, they just get up and go powered by the powered by their abyss or whatever. Mm-hmm. Powered by Grayskull. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other horrifying thing is uh, the majority of them are by the floodgates, so they were trying to escape. Yeah, at the point, yeah, which it was, which it was sealed off. Yeah. Good night. Which, like, very well could have been the front door to the city, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you get the idea, like all those areas where you go in before is kind of these buttresses mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't talk about, and this is, I just want to say it so nobody points out that we missed it. There's a firekeeper soul up there. That's oh, a real yeah. popular suicide run. And again, like, you know, my thought that those are in, like kind of religious you know, areas. It's not too far from the church. It makes sense that yeah. there would be a firekeeper there before yeah. uh, everything went to shit. And there's no bonfire in this area. So it very much makes sense that this is a place completely forsaken by the light. So that was yeah. probably the firekeeper who was the firekeeper for New Londo. But, you know, no light touches here anymore. Yeah. yeah. Ghost yeah. slayed her, um, you know, as soon as she uh, as soon as everything went to shit. Yeah. Um, 
you get down here and you run into your first dark wraiths. Um, and uh, these are like I think when you told me about them too, you said they're respawning black knights, mm-hmm. um, which which is true. And these guys, um, they look like Skeletor, as we pointed out. Um, but fun to fight, and that dark hand weapon looks badass as shit. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. And for all of the talking that Ingvar does about like having to seal them away forever, they really don't seem that bad. <laughs> There's six of them. You know, like they, well, there's six. There's yeah. six of them. They weren't as hard as any of the bosses that are just roaming free. You know, like yeah, it just seems it seems yeah. like they kind of yeah. talk them up a little bit. You'd imagine you're like not a warrior though. Like yeah. you're just a you're just a person like with your baby and your you know taste for Quiznos sandwiches and like this guy just pops up behind you and starts fucking you up. Yeah, he picks you yeah. up by your face and sucks out everything that is you. Yeah, I guess that's true. That dark hand is one of the better uh, shields in the game for blocking magic, which is real nice. It's really, yeah, it's really interesting. It has straight 80s across the board. It's great for lightning too and fire, yeah. like straight 80 persistence across the board, but no uh, deflection. So if somebody is hitting you with a uh, a weapon, they're going to be able to complete their attack. It's not going to stun them for a second, mm-hmm. and it only has 80 percent uh, physical resist. Right. So, um, but the big thing you can do with that is steal NPC souls, and when you do it, it may, it looks like you're sucking on their tatties. <laughs> like a little bit like I did it a bunch in the let's play and that's exactly what it looks like it looks like you're like hum, 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 <laughs> like just kissing their their neck between their their breast or pecs and uh, yeah. it looks like nothing else other than that to me hmm. and you kind of dip yeah, them when like, I first, it's very romantic <laughs> when I first saw the shield go up I was terrified yeah. I thought that something mm-hmm. awful was, was going to shoot happen. out of it or something and, <laughs> and, and never never attacked when the shield was up I just like sat there and waited with my shield up just like Hoping nothing would happen. I, I still, I don't think I've ever hit that shield, um, mm-hmm. just because I expected some sort of like, you know, repost or, or like he would suck my arm in or something. And I didn't want <laughs> and that then, to happen. Yeah, and then you don't have that arm for the rest of the game. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> don't give them any ideas, Cole. <laughs> Dark Souls like, Two coming you, in twenty fourteen. Yeah, you get arm broken status. <laughs> you get no arm status. <laughs> you get disarmed, <laughs> yeah. Gary. You, yeah, if, if you if you don't have the dragon head, <laughs> you can't you can't do anything. Um, the, uh, the yeah these guys are are pretty tough, you know, but fair like tough enemies by you know you have to duel them. Yeah, like they're duels. Um, fighting more than one at a time is difficult. You know, one of them is fine. Um, and they drop uh, the Dark Hand with some frequency. They also dropped lots of Titanite Chunks, which plays into, mm-hmm. you know, this being, this is where you upgrade regular things. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you find a lot of Titanite Chunks here as well. Don't they drop slabs? Like people talk about farming them for slabs all the time. It's real rare. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like the place where you can farm for slabs. I think there might be a couple other places, but it's the easiest. It's just extremely rare. I've had one drop in like the entire time I played the game. I had one slab drop from one of these guys. Wow. But I can get, I can get chunks sneaky. with some frequency, so. Yeah. They're real sneaky guys. They just, they hide out in corners, and you have to be real careful because they don't make a lot of noise either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, and their their color scheme makes them blend in with the darkness. Yeah. Quite a bit. Um, you also fight a weird mini-boss guy down here, which is these soul masses. Um, this is a, a Demon Souls reference, which I didn't realize until I played Demon Souls, of course. Um, and they are, they, you know, these kind of like shoot these spears out of their mouth. They, they throw goo, like Nickelodeon <laughs> guck. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the guck is real, is, is real uh, frustrating, especially if you're trying to, uh, run through this area without having taken them out. They don't respond. Mm-hmm. So you can solve this problem pretty quickly just by 
killing them. Um, but uh, but yeah, this the, this guck like hardens around you into mm-hmm. this kind of shit cement, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it makes you incredibly vulnerable to whatever is around you. Um, you know, best case scenario, it's a wisp which they spawn. Uh, we'll talk about them in the catacombs, but they blow up. Um, or worst case scenario, it's a couple of dark wraiths who will kill you immediately. Yeah, they don't spawn them. Like they just they happen to be there. Oh, yeah. I think I think yeah. the caking stuff is also really corrosive. So I think that you know that's really frustrating too because you're nowhere near a bonfire where you can repair your equipment. Um, yeah. So, but there's only two of them. Um, you get the the very large ember by kind of exploring this you know this area down here and kind of make your way towards the boss. Um, if you are if it's a bad idea, but you can summon Witch Beatrice the boss fight i've never done it but everything online says it's a really terrible idea yeah um because the gains you get from her doing damage don't nearly outweigh the additional hp that the boss has yeah yeah um that's only if you summoned her to fight at the moonlight butterfly otherwise she doesn't show up yeah and it's kind of tricky because like she is invaluable for the moonlight butterfly fight like no matter what your build is but especially if you're melee right Mm -hmm. yeah and here you know uh you want to be melee for this for the most part. Oh, yeah. but, uh, so the, uh, so let's, I mean, we're talking about the boss. Um, you go through the fog gate, you have this spiral down, just kind of continue, you know, dark or uh, silent Hill two style down, 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 <laughs> down, down, down that you do. Um, you have to have the covenant of Atorius on, or you, you die here, which mechanically is frustrating to me because it just takes away a ring slot. Right. It reminds me, mm-hmm. I've, I've talked about it before in like final fantasy games where it's like in this area, there are tons of enemies that cast at instant death. Better put on your, you know, death bit or safety <laughs> bit. And it's like all, all yeah. you've done gameplay wise is take away one of my options, you know, something that like a, a, a boost, like it didn't really force me to play any different. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't like that as a thing. Usually I think it's kind of weak. Yeah, I think it's just something that gets people to post that Dark Souls gif on uh, something awful. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's a it's a it's a gotcha, you know, kind of moment. Just kind of like, yeah, of course you went and did this whole wolf thing to get this ring to get here, put it on, yeah. you know. So yeah. or or you yeah. didn't, or you came here without doing the wolf thing oh, because yeah. you didn't talk to uh, Ingward twice and have him say that you know you can't traverse the abyss. You know, maybe only one person has done it, Artorius. Oh, you know, yeah. like you, can, I didn't make that mistake, but you very easily could. Yeah, that's true. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I wonder, I haven't done it before. I wonder what message it gives you or if it gives you a help text or whether you just drop down there and die and then be like, there's supposed to be a fucking boss in there. <laughs> like, what, what's going on? For some reason, I think that you just fall to your death. Yeah, I it, think so, too. It puts too. you into a kill box. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. And that's, that's a little bit frustrating. I don't know what spoiled this for me, but something did. This is my boss fight. We talked about this uh, last time a little bit. Like the moment that gives you the, the Zen, like, like I'm giving up, like on my possessions. <laughs> like I don't care about souls. You don't care about that. This was my boss fight. It's not that way for everybody. Other people I know had a much easier time with this. This was, you know, my first run through the game, the hardest boss that I fought okay. for me. Yeah. Um, I've always killed it on the first try. And see, that's crazy to me. That, that, that's your your Baldur side swords <laughs> yeah because I kill it on the first try now but it took me you know a few characters fighting him to get to that point or fighting yeah him. I got really lucky I got really lucky when I fought him because he didn't do his giant purple explosion and I just ran behind him and stabbed him a bunch mm. 
Something about the way this works is like, so you drop down to a pit of nothingness with no point of reference. You know, it's just blackness. Yeah, I love that. It's so disorienting. Like, if there's anything that I would say is like hardest about this for me, it's judging the distance away from the kings. That kills me. Like I can be, I can feel like I'm right next to them and swing my sword and whiff like all the time. Like I never am like, I need to be, I need to push up against them and not and see myself not moving to know that I'm close enough usually. Yeah. And I hate to be the person who brings up as physical and emotional ailments, but like I get motion sick really easily. Like my orientation is really bad. And so this like is a nightmare for me, especially <laughs> especially if I'm playing at nighttime and the and the edge of the screen isn't apparent to me. It's like, oh god, I'm lost. Yeah, you're surrounded. Yeah. I don't have any proprioception. The um so the trick to the, and I also feel like this is one of those boss fights where like I never got I do the way that's like the optimal way to beat him. I never got to the point where I can can fight him fair. Like people do it. I've seen videos of people going up and not getting hit once, like dodging all these attacks. But something about the way these are telegraphed, something about the the wind up for the explosion and the wind up for like the soul sucking attack being so similar. Um, I never I I always poise the fuck up walk right up next to the guy and just tap a tap a tap on and heal through their attacks because my poise is so high and that that's how i beat the four kings and like it took me a bunch of tries the first time because i would get greedy or i would like you know just they would do their magic attacks which like are really hard to dodge and uh, you know uh but that that's how i do it i can't i haven't learned their attacks you know do you guys roll around these guys or do you guys just do tank them Go ahead, Brady. Yeah, I basically, when I went through, I, I kind of tanked him. I ran up to him as soon as one of them showed up. Uh, and I blocked, switched to two-hand, and then kind of just swung and moved behind him. And once I was behind him, he couldn't hit me anymore. Hmm. And uh, he didn't bother to turn around, so I just sat there swinging. And then when my stamina got low, I switched to one hand and then blocked in case, just you know, just in case. And I was able to kill each one of them before the next one showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in both cases, I always like like at the time that I was here. So so the first time I had just put on heavy armor at that point, just because um, mm-hmm. I think I was trying to make that run. Um, and that just made it easy for me to get through, uh, you know, for, for, from the boss room, which is really, really horrific, uh, no matter mm-hmm. which way you're cutting it. Um, and um, <clears throat> I had been dying a bunch up, up until that point. Uh, just to the random enemies there. I got in. It was just kind of like, okay, here we go. And I was as aggressive as possible. So I just ran up and attack, you know, again, tapa, tapa, tapa. I just got really, really lucky. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was healing a lot and I, I just found or gotten an appreciable supply of the, uh, um, the green moss, whatever mm-hmm. that is, the, uh, the, blue, um, the, the stuff that makes you, uh, restore your, uh, endurance. Stamina. Yeah. 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 Um, your, your, your stamina. Yeah. And uh, I, I just I just got really, really lucky. Same thing here. You know, I'm playing a, I'm playing a two hander, which is the way to go. You can't really block unless you're using a crest shield. So, you know, I've got, you know, elite knight armor and a plus uh, at this point I had a plus 14 Zvi um, and just went for it. I, I, I don't know what it is, why this is so hard for me. Like I kept just losing and losing and losing. And I had a lot of souls going through because I would get my blood stain and then I would fight the stuff on the way because I wasn't confident enough to run past it. So like this is the single greatest amount of souls I've lost, which like in hearing other people talk about it um, is not that much, but keep in mind, I've never done new game plus. And I think it was something like 68,000. Yeah. 
um, at this point. And that was like, I was like, well, you know, that's teaching me like, you know, this is when you give up and you just, you know, that, that those material possessions mean nothing, you know, um, you just kind of have to keep hammering away at it. But I, I still find it really hard. There's a couple of interesting quirks, like just the fact that it's timed is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not really the four Kings. It can very easily be the three Kings or like the six or seven Kings right. or not six or seven, but there can be more than four if you don't, because yeah. they have, they share a health bar. Right. And it, once one of them dies, if you keep ha- keep hammering away on the spot that they died, it will do damage to their overall health bar without doing damage to any specific king. Right. So it makes the last one kind of trivial. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. So it, once you kill them, huh. don't, wait, don't wait around. Just, I mean, you can't do it forever, but get in those extra couple shots at the end until it stops registering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And then a bonfire shows up in the abyss, which is real weird. Yeah, yeah, just to get you out of there. But what else can show up in the abyss? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, Darkstalker, Darkstalker Kath, uh, who shows up and uh, regales you with tales of how Framped is a liar and how the flame must be uh, extinguished. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and Kath and Framped basically say the same thing just about <laughs> each other. Yeah. Yeah, and and that makes sense with what we know about the ending and the end game. Like, we'll get much more deep into like end game theorizing and stuff as we get closer. And partly because I want to make up my mind totally about it. Like, I'm in one of these areas where like there's there's an argument that I feel like is pretty compelling, but it's a little bit narratively less satisfying for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm clinging to one that I find just a little bit more satisfying. I don't know if I necessarily think it's objectively right. Right. So I've been certain about what it absolutely positively had to be about four times. And each time it was different what I was certain about. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to draw a a finite conclusion because I've proven myself wrong a lot of times. Um, Yeah. In in the meantime, it's just, you can place the Lord vessel with him and kind of have this as your base of operations. Right. Um, And then if you, he'll let you join the dark wraiths, which is like the invasion covenant. Yes. You know, and uh, you invade up, in that so you invade anybody who's higher level than you um but there's no other limits other than that and if you give him enough humanity he will give you a item that lets you do it unlimited times right so it's best if you're attempting to become a dark wraith just come here with 10 humanity uh to Mm -hmm. sacrifice to him um because that is it saves you a trip essentially yeah and uh, you eventually can get that armor and sword if you want to look like a skeletor and they're, it's fairly good gear too, from what I understand. I've, I've never used it. I've, I've never, never got. Uh, I've never gotten it. So yeah, I've I've come here and 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 joined them. You know, just once, just to join them. But I haven't done any serious invading. Yeah, yeah. I'm terrible, so it doesn't work that well for me. It's never. Yeah. It's never worked out. But yeah. Can we just talk about the Lord Vessel for a moment? Yeah. I feel like it was kind of skipped over. You get the Lord Vessel when you talk to uh, Gwendolyn. Right? Guinevere. Guinevere? Sorry, Guinevere. Uh, and it looks like this little ring that they give you. And then you put it, you you know, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Put it on the altar. And it's like a bowl that's three times as big as you are. <laughs> How did you carry that? Yeah. It's filled with checks party mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, okay, everyone helped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the issue is that Kath like, brought some pretzels, Fran brought some Worcestershire sauce, 
Who's the fucker who brought cereal? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like Cheerios. This doesn't belong in here. That's all these have and, sugar in them. <laughs> um, if you use the Lord Vessel to warp to the abyss, which you can do, um, even without kindling it, do you die mm. if no. you don't have the covenant? No. All bets are off once you kill the four kings. Right. Okay. So, which is good because, like, you know, my weird inorganicness means I want to get back into my cannon armor. Yeah. And by which I mean not, like, fucking <laughs> awesome steampunk armor that shoots cannonballs, <laughs> but, like, armor that is, like, this is the armor that I've been upgrading. Like, I want to take off Havel's set as soon as possible. So I do it as soon as I kill the four kings. You realize that they're, like, holding armor contests for Dark Souls 2. So if you say that, somebody's going to suggest it. Man, I hope so. Cannon armor. <laughs> 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 You just roll around in sense. <laughs> That's a good theme invasion. Yeah. Like you get to like you get to bone wheel at things. Oh god. Like yeah. your 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 standard roll turns into like a perpetual. Yeah. 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 That would be pretty it crazy. makes sense to have steampunk. They already had like the goth clown in the game, so <laughs> <laughs> Who's the goth clown? Uh, Chester. Oh yeah, magnificent mm-hmm. Chester. Oh a Demon Souls reference. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait for you to see all these references. Cool. Yeah, no, I need um, to do it real soon or else I'm fucked. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's not, it, I don't, it's, it's shorter than dark souls, but it's not that short. Right. And, and it's hard. So you should start soon. <laughs> my, of only um, my life weren't in shambles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, um, yeah, it's, uh, huh. But that's that. That's the four kings, and that's the abyss. I mean, the dark wraiths. You know, I've, I have minimal experience with them. I think they're more interesting narratively, um, and I think that, like in terms of the game multiplayer culture, um, mm-hmm. they're 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 really uh, interesting, uh, just because it does offer this kind of unfettered access into other people's uh, uh, well being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Do we have any any wrap up thoughts on this this area? Like I said, we're going to talk more about Cath. Uh, and the abyss uh in the dlc in the last episode right so quite a bit more so if you're like why aren't they talking about this um we will yeah yeah i don't i feel like i said my piece brayton yeah i'm i'm good i'm trying to think of other funny things that i might have thought of but new londa is just not a funny place Nice. Yeah, it's a sad. We we brought we brought you on for the most depressing episode for some reason yeah in in a very depressing game yeah yeah, it says something that this is like, you know, the the saddest place. You know, the Sif boss fight. Yeah. The the uh the the floor corpses. <laughs> the corpse floor. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, corpse floor. Yeah. No, like yeah. it's it's implied that the world is in ruin, right? Like that it's implied that it's basically the end times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just with that comes numerous innocent deaths, but you never see it. And here it is probably the most visceral that it could possibly be. You're yeah. like faced with like, you know, this could be an everyday consequence in any number of these of these of these uh, kind of unseen kingdoms. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, dead yeah. bodies are persistent before this. You're picking off items from dead from corpses all the time. Right. Right. But it's it's scattered and kind of proportional. Mm-hmm. And this is where it is uh, super concentrated. It's it's incalculable. <laughs> yeah. So much so that it becomes scenery like it's not a separate object. Right. You know. Right. Which, and it, yeah. it it's easy to kind of put it away and and compartmentalize it as saying like oh they were killed by the evil undead guys as opposed to saying oh someone murdered all of these people 
to save us. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm undoing that because I'm right. a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you want to feel like and a hero. Some, <laughs> and some giant black snake told me to do it. <laughs> so, so, huh. I'm sad yeah. now. Yeah, it's okay. You know what? We'll cheer you up. A nice little bit of a, like a nice day in the library. Oh, and yeah. Then, uh, you some go pretty there. scenery. Yeah, you you get a you know you you hear a speech by 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 a lady who wrote a book. Uh, yeah. you, you you check out a DVD of uh, being John Malkovich. Yeah, a DVD that makes you go mad with sorceress power. <laughs> ah, like your immortality for dummies DVD just ah. totally destroys you. And what, of course, I'm referencing is that next episode we are heading to the Duke's archives and the Crystal Cave. Yes, um, up into the fight with Seath, which we have. Uncovered a lot through the show, like being such a prime mover and shaker yeah. in, uh, in this world. And mm-hmm. uh, this is the place you want to go if you're into magic. For real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on this episode, we are having... Dennis um, Furia, mm-hmm. uh, who is a co-host of The Level and a real cool dude. Yeah. Furious Furia. Furious George. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So tune in next time for that. Yes, yeah, so that about wraps up that episode. Uh, there are a couple of announcements that we'd like to make. Um, you know, the, the, there's the usual stuff that we'll get to, but uh, um, I, I don't know if we want to call call attention to this, but there's uh, there's going to be something special happening on the pitch here soon, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Cole, or Brayden and I have uh, recorded a crossover episode with this. It's a duck feed first. And uh, you can <laughs> it's pretty listen good. to it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I agree with you. It comes out on Wednesday uh, after you hear this. Yeah. So, so if you haven't checked out the pitch and you like me and you like Brayden, uh, definitely give it a shot, please. Yeah. It's funny. It is, a, it is an extra special episode and all of the spe- uh, episodes are special. So it tells you how special this one is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe also, Gary, uh, this week we are doing all Dark Souls tweets on our Twitter page. Is that yes, correct? Yes, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the, uh, this is, uh, the upcoming week is also Dark Souls week on uh, PitchPod at PitchPod on Twitter. Um, it is me and Brayden every day do a, a new product. So there are like, I think there's like 160 or 170 of them so far. Um, amazing products, all Dark Souls related. If you, if you dip back a couple of weeks, you can find out, you can find out uh, various uses for my dead body. Yeah, other than just carpet. It didn't start out, it just, yeah. it didn't just start out as your dead body. Like it was kind of a, it, it was a lot yeah. of things about you being alive. We were honoring you, and then you died, and it, it's just what happened. Yeah. You can you can harvest coleslaw from a coal without it dying, and honestly, you get more and better product if you can keep them alive somehow. It's like the whales in Dishonored. Like you just you just can you can stimulate him. You can put like jumper cables up to him, and get him to create more slaw. Um, just you just have to massage his slaw glands. <laughs> oh, Why is that too far for me? <laughs> slaw slaw glands. <laughs> yeah. So check that out at mm-hmm. Pitchpot at Pitchpot on Twitter and uh, the pitch here on Duckfeed. You're gonna Indeed. love it. Um, <laughs> then there's the usual stuff. Um, actually, not the usual stuff. Something extraordinary. Keep uh, if you're a fan of Watch Out for Fireballs. Um, 
check out our stuff here soon. Keep uh, keep an eye on the sky because there's something big. A happening. week from Thursday. Yes. A what week. date is it that 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 this thing's coming out? We know the date, right? Uh, I do know the date. Uh, it it coincides with the uh, Tony Hawk episode. Uh, that is mm-hmm. May the sixteenth. Yep, May sixteenth. Listen yep. to watch out for fireballs, even if you don't ordinarily listen to it. Yeah, check it out. It's a big it's a big deal. Um, so Gary, uh, what like what's the what's the huge? I didn't mean to scoop all the good stuff. No, it's okay. Um, listen to all of our shows. Listen to the pitch. Watch out for fireballs. The level. Um, those damn Ross kids did idea of Bahala. They're all on duck feed. They're all great. Um, after you yep. listen to them, please rate and review them all on iTunes. Um, after you've done that, please go use our Amazon link to, uh, buy all of your favorite, uh, you know, Amazon goods. Um, it, you know, costs you nothing, does us a lot of good. And uh, go to the uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash tip jar and check out some ways that you can financially support the show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mother's Day is coming up. You should go to the Amazon link to buy your mom something nice. Yeah, like a copy of Dark Souls. <laughs> or, or a copy of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Or, yeah. <laughs> or a bouquet Dark of Tony Hawk's 2. about motherhood. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. So I think that about covers all the all the business stuff. Thanks again, Cam. Uh, yeah, I bought a bunch of camera. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Brayden, what do you, uh, what you, do you, what do you have, to, have yeah. to, to plug? Oh, I am. Well, you can find me. You can find me on the pitch if you go to duckfeed.tv/slash/the-pitch, which we've talked about a few times. Um, I also do a small segment called uh, Booked News on uh, my friend's podcast, Booked. Uh, Rob Olson and Livius Nedden give book reviews of uh, new books, usually in the noir and crime uh, genre, but they branch out all over the place. You can find that at bookedpodcast.com. And then also, uh, I do a very small and often very cynical podcast about um, about professional wrestling with uh, with my friend who lives in the Czech Republic, uh, and it's called Intercontinental Podcast. Uh, originally, we were going to call it the Intercontinental Championship Podcast, but we realized that our initials would have been uh, ICP. So we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find that on. Uh, we do a new episode about every week, every two weeks, because um, sometimes it's hard to synchronize your schedule with someone 12 hours away but um yeah so we do uh you can find that on soundcloud.com slash intercontinental podcast i think fantastic yeah definitely check it out um yeah and uh do we have anything else uh Uh, general life advice that you can follow yeah the only general life uh advice i would say is that if uh you know life hunt it sounds cool but it's not that cool. Like, don't do not do it, buddy. Yeah. You know, it seems like a glamorous life, but you're just out there sucking on boobs. And then, you know, the, the silk sheets form a noose around your neck. And then you're just under a body of water with some corpses and actual bodies. And there's a snake for some reason. <laughs> the four kings were just honest farm girls from Kansas. And then they went <laughs> off to Hollywood to get life hunt and to make it as an actress. And look at them now. Look at all four of and them And you're now. hanging you're hanging out with dudes named Beast Man and Lockjaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And hanging out with dudes like Dennis Leary. And he's all giving you a Coke and, you know, talking to you about the plot of Rescue Me. And you don't fucking care. You just wanted to read your spec script. It's it's awful. Don't do it. And uh, and one way to, to do that is when you can see it, you should always praise the sun. Praise the sun. Praise the sun. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
And we all pray that we will have far more soon. I feel like now people know that we say it, so they say it without prodding, and that takes yeah. all the magic away. <laughs> I, I well, we never prodded; we just kind of waited. <laughs> like if we were in the same room, we'd be like, "Nah, say it." You, know, do you, do you, want, me to, do you want me to retake? No, uh, let, let's try this. Let's try this one. Let's get a clean one. Okay. Praise okay. the sun. Okay. <laughs> uh, what, what? What am I supposed to? Oh, um, uh, is the sun. Yeah. Like, Whose son? Whose son is this? Uh, you fucking dorks. Why would I say that? <laughs> oh, you mean Raise you want me to say the, the thing that the, the guy says in the game? Are you serious? <laughs>